Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the fifth anniversary. This is Austin Theory, and you're listening to WrestleCast Radio all day. Hey, hello to all my friends of WrestleCast Radio. This is Flip Gordon, and I'm very excited to introduce you to one of my favorite wrestling radio shows. Hey, what's up, guys, from WrestleCast Radio. This is Humberto Carrillo, WWE Superstar. You are listening to WrestleCast Radio. El Latino. Está en la casa, baby. Welcome to WrestleCast Radio. Ah, oh, shit. Time to get down, y'all. Time to get down, get funky. With your boy, Tuco Scorpio. Get ready to open up this show live. Right here on the WrestleCast Radio. That's right. So if y'all already don't know, now you know. This is your boy Tuco, and I'm ready to get funky. So everybody out there, turn it up. Let's do this. Wrestling has more than one royal family. Good. I'm a Alex. I can't lie. This is this is gonna startle some people. Okay, so just be ready though. But uh, okay, I I'm kind of sick. I got a got a head cold. Got a little runny nose. Got a little sore throat. But I blame it on the child. I don't Whoa. think I have the I don't think I have the Rudy <laughs> Gobert. <laughs> I don't think I have the Rudy Gobert. I hope. That's nuts, by the way. Well, I don't know what's crazier, the NBA suspending its season officially 
or me just finding out Eric Spolstra somehow became the Heat uh, head coach again, which I have no idea when the hell that happened. But I was like, did, did they just flash back to 2011? Didn't he get fired, or no. has he been this coach this whole yeah. time? I swear like, he was replaced. He's like Garrett to Jerry Jones. Like, Pat <laughs> Riley loves him. Uh, I mean, he's even turning into Pat Riley. Like, I have it on pause, and I'm like, wow, he's aging into that Riley-esque type of uh, mannerisms and, and whatnot. But <laughs> holy moly, that, that totally threw me for a loop, as is this hashtag coronavirus. Holy Whoo, smokes. Again, NBA seasons, you know, they're not even playing in empty arenas, Ryan. They're canceling it or suspending it indefinitely. As you said, Rudy Gobert uh, already being tested, rumored another player uh, to be positive as well. The NHL will have. That's what I've heard. Whoa, that guy's tight. Um, And then. <laughs> and then the NHL will have some, uh, you know, discussions and, and an answer about its season tomorrow. Um, at the uh, very earliest, uh, the NCAA tournaments, men and women, uh, will be played in empty arenas. Uh, but the big thing, uh, European travel has been postponed or canceled indefinitely uh, to European countries to and from, uh, as dictated to the president-elect there. Um of course, Tampa Bay, uh, big things are happening. Of course, NCAA turned first round, but also a little thing called WrestleMania, as well as, uh, I don't know, it seems like a hundred different pro wrestling events during that four or five day stretch there, Ryan. We'll have yeah. some answers on that from Tampa uh, tomorrow, I believe, uh, South by South. What, you know, essentially the world is shutting down. Hell, Italy E3. shut down, for God's sakes. Yeah. E3. Um, so this is crazy. I don't know why I'm saying uh, a lot, probably because I sold a lot of toilet paper today. No joke. Uh, but, <laughs> so my head is like, woo. Uh, but it's a wild, wild time. Again, SmackDown has moved to the Performance Center. I know they had their special tonight for NXT here. AEW, I believe, sent out a press release about something, you know, along the lines of what they're going to do. Did that, though. But holy smokes, Ryan, the world yeah. is just on a tilt right now. If WrestleMania doesn't happen in Tampa during that time, do you see them postponing it? I mean, obviously, they don't have football for many, many months. If travel, you know, because a lot of, you know, the people that still enjoy WWE are international fans. Yeah, so, that's I mean, a good point. That's going to be a huge uh, dictation of, of what will happen um, you know, the economy wise, but also in Vince's pocket, I don't know what the insurance aspect of everything is there, but man, that's a big portion of their audience. That's a big portion for all these smaller shows, you know, GCW. I mean, I don't want to say small, but you know, you, you have the GCW stuff, you have, you know, uh, Barnett's blood sports, um, you know, just so many different things going on and we might not even have it. And guess what, Ryan? I wanted to talk about maybe sometime late last week, a fantastic, phenomenal match that was supposed to be Hiromu Takahashi taking on uh, Los Ingobernobles, you know, leader Tetsuya Naito. A dream match. We might never see that now ever again. The New Japan Cup that was supposed to happen, they canceled the rest of that tournament, you know, towards uh, the, during your birthday, essentially, you know, the back end 
of March here. All Japan, uh, you know, is canceling events, you know, NOAA, DDT, what have you. I think Big Japan's the only one that's uh, run through some uh, shows with an audience. Mm-hmm. But what the hell are we going to be doing here, uh, you know, not only with the WrestleCast radio, but as a country, as a whole, uh, where do you see we're going to be? I heard zombie apocalypse or red zombie apocalypse in our text thread. And oh, yeah, you're going to <laughs> Vegas. Yeah, it's not like, are we going to, should we still be going to Vegas? <laughs> I was just thinking about that. Like, I wonder if um, Tom Hanks just, and Rita Wilson have, have it. If Tom Hanks has it, and God forbid something happened to him, happens to him, then we're all screwed. Let's be real. Yeah, I'm I'm completely, completely, uh, like, this stuff doesn't usually, like, bother me. I'm just like, ah, it'll go away, whatever. But I'm just like, man. I wonder if we should be going to uh to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you I'll can get better uh, rates on rooms there if you guys decide to still go. Well, that's the one thing I'm wondering about too. Is um, uh, I wonder uh, like I wonder how much easier it's going to be to get around and do things. <laughs> it might be a ghost town, literally. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's interesting. We'll, we'll see what's going to happen. Um, you know, the WrestleMania weekend, weekend thing even has something that, a little more crazy, too, that uh, I just heard about this morning, I want to say, on my way to work, uh, that I wanted to bring up, and I just randomly threw this in there. Um, Josh Barnett apparently has pulled Chris Dickinson from the New York or the ICW New York knockout show. Uh, meaning we will not be getting Chris Dickinson versus Masashi Takeda anymore. No, we're just talking about the other day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Apparently, he um, it's it's in a kayfabe way. He doesn't want Dickinson working a show that night after wrestling Suzuki in Bloodsport because he doesn't want to make it seem like Bloodsport isn't like a real thing. Like even though it's a work freaking it's it's a work shoot fight. Yeah. And I guess a bunch of the promoters have been like not happy with him, and and he's been trying to like like he's hired not guys happy that are only, no at Barnett he's okay. he's been only okay. like hiring guys for Bloodsport that are on like and like nobody else's shows like nobody has booked Hideki Suzuki but him because Hideki Suzuki you don't like him or you know I mean I don't mind him I, I kind of like him but he's really hard to work with it's just kind of what he is yeah. and he's ex- expensive. And I guess Barnett's been trying to push Suzuki on all these people. These promoters are like, no, we don't want Suzuki. We would have booked him if we wanted him. So like he's booking <laughs> all these people. But then he's he's running that tournament, meaning four guys are going to have two matches and three, and two guys are going to have three matches. Yet Chris Dickinson can't go to another promotion later that evening and wrestle somebody. Oh, that has nothing to do that's more Yeah, and it and it sounds like Dickinson's like it was a mutual thing. He's like, uh, you know, I, I guess I didn't, I, I wouldn't mind doing it. And Brett didn't care if I did it. Brett Lauderdale being the, the guy who runs Game Changer. So it almost sounds like it's just strictly Barnett being a dick. Huh. I wonder why that, that would be. I mean, it seems like, like you said, you know, a lot of people, it seems like he's doing the, uh, the opposite of Sonny Ono. You know, with his controversy with <laughs> handling, you know, the great Muda where he's trying to give them more business. And then, you know, they're like, nope, Muda, we're going to pull you out of, you know, what was it, spring break he pulled out of? But, 
you know, because he was trying to find, you know, Muda more, more uh, stuff and, and, and whatnot, trying to find more money for, for him and his client there. But yeah, that, that seems a little weird. I mean, he has a pretty stacked card. I mean, he has a little mini tournament, you know, alongside with him and, uh, and Moxley, um, you know, of course, headlining there was it the Gotch Robinson cup. I want to say it's called there. So, I mean, it, it seems like it was actually going to be a fun thing there, but yeah, knowing that, that he's being a dick, I don't know if that, does that kind of rub you uh, the wrong way in yeah. the blood sport now? Yeah, because cause that's two people. Like, I'm glad you brought up Sonny Ono because he's the one screwing over Game Changer with Muda. Like, yeah. Muda had already informed Game Changer that he's bringing his wife and kid with, his, his daughter. And Sonny Ono, did you see this list of demands that leaked from Game Changer of everything Sonny Ono asked for? I want to say I saw a little bit of it, but no, I I, I think I just kind of glanced. Do, do explain what uh, Eric Bischoff's BFF uh, – Wanted for his client. He, they wanted them to give uh, four passes to um, to Disney World, like week long passes, um, four skybox seats to WrestleMania, four of this, four of that. And it's, it's like twenty thousand like, right there. Well, not only that, but if he's bringing his daughter and wife, why does he need four? Oh, because well, Ono wants it. Man, Bischoff but has been he, talking so highly of Sonny Ono for like the last couple of years. I'm like that guy's all right, but yeah, after kind of reading that uh, that report a couple of days ago, I was like, oh, maybe not. He's just yeah, a promoter, like, dude. Um, <laughs> Disney, <laughs> like literally Disney for a week for four people is gonna be about ten grand. Yeah, like it's it's remarkable the stuff that they were they were asking for. I'm trying to see if I can still find it, but I can't find it anymore. Um. I did see one new thing though. Um, entering the clusterfuck, making his spring break debut as Gato. Whoa! They're making the mark, man. <laughs> Bullet Club, good for them. Yeah. Now isn't that crazy? How the Booker Man is teaming with Game Changer? Do do can we do? Can we expect something? You know, maybe down the line there. I know, of course, Bullet Club know, be the Bullet Club beach party. But man, that's that's pretty interesting to see, you know, <laughs> Nick F and Gage just randomly show up and just like take out Juice Robinson. You're like, what? Why not? I, I know that'll never happen, but I, I mean, Alex so Dane's kind of got in the rub, but I mean, hell, yeah. Tony Devin, yeah, sign shows, us up. Yeah. Um, also entering the cluster, Team Five Dollar Wrestling Freight Train, Jeff Hart and Raider Rock. <laughs> oh, Raider Rock with this giant thing that comes out of his cheek that's so gross looking. Oh jeez. Um, but they're a lot of it's getting made up too at the Freedom Show. They're gonna do June Kasai and Masashi Takeda against Matt Tremont and Nick Gage. So that's gonna be like a death match wet dream. Um, oh man, yeah, or a nightmare for the loser. Wild. <laughs> For the loser who might die because it's a death match. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, would that surprise anyone if, if that happened? I mean, really, you got coronavirus, you, you got a death match where death happens. Like, why not? Man, what if that's oh my god, Pia News is going to be in the cluster. Who? Pia News? Do you know who I don't PN know what News that is? is? 
He was this big no, fat no dude from uh, early WCW. He he uh, he came out. And he's like, "What up? It's Havoc. Ninety one. We'll take care of business and have some fun when the night's over and everybody sings." He and Josh are the best when we do our thing. Yo, baby, yo, baby, yo. And then him and Big Josh are going, yo, baby, yo, baby, yo. <laughs> oh, um, I have no idea, but in, I can't believe I in better this. news, it looks like and he did, Ryan he and Obi. promo intro, too, by the way, when he came to the ring, he did that. Damn, that's funny. Man, I don't know. That flow made me kind of think maybe I do remember him. But uh, I will remember this. We will be going to Chicago May 10th as announced for the Ring of Honor New Japan World War of the Worlds Tour this May. May 10th again. Tomohiro Ishii and Kenta. Yeah. Oh, man. Hopefully Liger just comes with for just like, hey, this is here. The rule. Shut up what, to Liger. What if we got a beer with Tomohiro Ishii? Oh, man. I would let him pour it on my head and then headbutt me for all I care. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Liger, who was doing a commentary on the the um, uh, Empty Cork and Stardom show, by the way. Was he really? We're in the mask, yep. though? Kayfabin? Yep. Yep, he had that like half mask where he didn't have the hair and stuff. Oh, okay. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> the Walmart dude. That's the, the the goofiest thing I've ever seen in my life. This I hope these shows happen, man. Because look, I know we're gonna be sitting there like wanting to just leave when WrestleMania is going on. But these shows before it are always so damn fun. Oh gosh, yeah. I'm more excited. I, like WrestleMania for me, nothing has like blown me out of the water and be like, whoa! I couldn't tell you a match. As- much as I've been touting Lynch and uh, Becky Lynch and Shane Baszler since Survivor Series, my thing is like, well, how is Vince going to ruin this? I know he's not going to have anyone come in, but he's going to put it like number three on the card out of like a 16-match rumor card. If it's going to happen, uh, again, rumors to have 16 matches, Ryan, uh, and again, they'll probably slot that shit in, in number three. And then we'll have Becky Lynch, or no, Shanna Baszler hopefully quit a la Jericho. But anyways, that's a pipe dream. But yeah, it's, I, I don't know a match that's exciting. I mean, anything for you? Maybe Usos one-on-one or two-on-two versus Morrison and Miz? As we got a little preview in the uh, in the chamber, which I was like, I, I would be down for this. Uh, you know, no other teams included, but I mean, Intercontinental Championship, you know, it's going to be a multi-man again. You know, probably a ladder match of some sort, with, you know, with, with new champ here, uh, Sami Zayn. Uh, U.S. Championship, I couldn't tell you who that is. Oh, Andrade. Andrade you know, so it'll be uh, Battle of the Border, you know, four Mexicans, you know, going for the U.S. Championship. The irony. <laughs> <clears throat> but, you know, otherwise, Raw Tag Champs, Street Profits. Tight, you know, private party, tight. But, you know, if it was those four guys, that would be an amazing match. I have no idea who the hell else they're going to get on the, on the Raw brand. But if you have your championship matches, I will say McIntyre is going to be good. But if it's going to be 10 minutes, hell, it's going to be 10 minutes on a six-hour card. So, I mean, Styles and Taker, as, as fiery as that Styles promo was, and, and it was pretty damn amazing, uh, I got nothing. You know, for, for no. that. So, 
of the 12 other shows from Thursday to Saturday night, I'm all for WrestleMania. We might just stream Twitch, whatever, and just have that <laughs> ish in the background. Yeah, Thankfully, I'm it's still going to be nine ninety nine. Like, I'm still wondering how they tie in this crazy, awesome Game Changer Wrestling storyline going on and all this. Um, what is it? Uh, March 19th here. Ricky Shane Page against Joey Janela. Um, and they're talking Ooh. about like the big, the big lead up is, uh, you know, Janela is the guy who killed the business. Now it's time to kill RSP. Hashtag MDK. Oh, the event called murdered, dead, killed. Uh, MDK presents. <laughs> that's, that's one of the, that's the big headliner. Um, I mean, there's, there's some other good stuff, but, but it's bad. That storyline Gage and Ricky Shane Page is really good. I don't know if you got to that. Yeah. Game no, I, that's definitely one thing I was trying to watch beforehand. But uh, fun fact, if you drink green tea before bed, it will knock you out. Because I slept <laughs> from about 9.10 till about 7.30 this morning. I was like, what? And then, you know, say my said my goodbye to the girls. And then all of a sudden... I was like, you know what? I just put on a podcast, and uh, next thing I know, it was 1130. I was like, I got to wash some underwear before work. And lo and behold, that was my uh, my 24 hours. But, uh, yeah, so I wanted to. And then, like I said, I was peddling toilet paper and sanitizing wipes like it was going out of style or like there was some virus of some sort spreading across the world. And, uh, yeah, it's just been crazy, crazy. <laughs> There's... This Marcus Crane's bondage a go go. It's got a. Uh, they're bringing in uh, Zicky Dice. I don't know if you watch NWA. Oh. Power. Um. <laughs> like the Riot <laughs> Squad reunion we saw, but uh. is Zicky Dice tagging with Eddie Olby to take on uh, the Death Dale, Sexy Eddie, and Cody Rice, the guy who uh, got some ties to some people I know up here in Minnesota. Uh, filthy Tom nice. Waller against Effie. In a Who's Daddy match. <laughs> These are no ring who's death daddy? matches. And then what, are your, what are your thoughts on Effie, by the way? Of course, Effie's going to have uh, the, the uh, his own show uh, during Mania Weekend there. But what are your thoughts on, on Effie as a character and, and the ring work? He had an awesome match with, uh, with Deppin at that Game Changer show. At the Run Ricky Run one? Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. Ooh. He can work. And I like it because, like, it's he's kind of like, and this is kind of a, a bad comparison in a way because, you know, you, it, it's comparing him to another another gay wrestler, but it's kind of like Jake Atlas where he doesn't just go over the, like, yeah, you know, he's a gay guy, but that's it. He doesn't go like do crazy shit all over the place, and he can. I mean, which is fine, you know, it's a good gimmick. If you I mean, look at Dino, Dino gets it over like crazy. No, totally. But, uh, but Effie can work. He's he's pretty good, man. I was I was pretty pretty happy with what I saw of him. God, Ricky Very Shane nice. Page is like my old tag partner, uh, beautiful big boy, B three. <laughs> wow, on, on the three forty one Detroit Detroit show, which I don't know if they will actually do, since Detroit's the one holding SmackDown. Um, I don't know if I'm reading this right, but Chris Dickinson and Ricky Shane Page. That would be cool. Holy moly. Rick, wow. Stuff, I, keep, I keep thinking you're saying Ricochet. I was like, wow, he already got a uh, future endeavor. Very nice. Ah! 
you know, I got I got to say too. I uh, now get, getting back on like the the normal here. Um, I pulled up six different shows that I do not remember if we've talked about because we had that little hiatus. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I had to pull up all these shows, and one of them I pulled up was the Super Showdown, and I did. Did we talk about that or no? Yes, I want to say we did. Perfect. I'm going to close it out because that doesn't matter then. Um, with with Bailey and Naomi, I know we talked shit about it. Their, their, uh, the the t-shirt into the finish, kind of creative, but nobody cared. Um, but yes, that was the one I fell asleep twice watching, uh, <laughs> just in the beginning alone, and then I think I watched like the two championships and uh, yeah, long beep artistically by the way yeah um (laughs) the two title matches everybody complained about and i think people complain about for the wrong reason i say that as my my ratings were lesnar ricochet i gave a one and a half i it was my least favorite lesnar match he's had and goldberg feed i gave a dud dud which i've never given that (laughs) before but everyone was killing goldberg for this match and I look back at this thing and it's like Bray Wyatt is the laziest, grumpiest piece of shit. Because that Ooh. dude, you could tell did he knew he was going into that match not happy that he was dropping that title and he didn't do anything. Goldberg at least tried. And then when he lifted with the jackhammer, like, he, talk about a bigger sandbag. The dude's 300 pounds. Give, I give Goldberg props for getting him up. Agreed. Agreed. Like, his legs were curled like he was going into a small package. <laughs> I I would say this is a better Goldberg uh, presentation than, of course, the last time him and the Undertaker were uh, in, in the sand area um, of Jeddah. But, uh, oh, my God, that could be the Saudi Arabian Tim Allen. Jeddah? But I would say... <laughs> My thing with with that was it, it wasn't that Goldberg won. You know, again, I predicted that like a month and a half ago or whatever. Yeah. But my my aspect was is why you're going to hurt the character, then <laughs> put him in, <laughs> and then possibly uh, the, the true uh, the true legend right there, Tim Allen. Um, Sorry, my, and then. With Bray Wyatt there, it's just you, you know you, you're you're putting a break on the character, which you know everyone said was happened at Mania anyways. Thought it was going to be the Fiend, the Roman Reigns, which everyone was like, uh, okay, well at least we're not going to get that because we believed that the Fiend was going to get you know fed to the big dog, <laughs> but now he's going to be fed to Cena, and you know and and maybe he he won't, but I think you know let's look at it. WrestleMania 30 against Cena, he loses. Uh, Ray Orton, you know, thirty-three. The the ball in the ring, he loses. Like oh, yeah. he loses all the big matches that he's not supposed to. And then whenever he gets hot, and I swear we've been saying this since we would talk wrestling on Sportscast Radio. Um, happy five years. Uh, is for the aspect of it just seems like it's Wyatt season. Like usually the fall building into Mania, he'll have the strongest push, and then either at Mania. Or the Monday after, the week after, that's when the momentum just gets killed. And then it's like, mm. we'll repeat it all over again, you know, in, into that late fall, you know, heading into mania there. And, and it's no different. And it just sucks for Rotunda 
because he's trying. He tried with this character. He went to, you know, Tom Savini, had this $1,000, you know, $1,000 plus mask made, got it over. You remember when they first uh, Firefly Funhouse uh, aired and you were like, ah, it was okay. It had me at the beginning. And then the laughter, you know, just kept going on and on. And I was like, yeah, I like that aspect too. It did get annoying. And then I got the joke. And, you know, everyone thought it was DOA after, I think, the third week or whatnot. And it just grew and grew. Now he loses the championship. He's pointing at the sign as the Fiend, which is one of the most ludicrous things in the world. (laughs) And now he's going to lose to John Cena. Because let's be real. If the Fiend beats John Cena, he was doctor of thugonomics last year. What is he going to do after that? You know, like, to me, it just doesn't make sense. So Cena has to win. Like, which, by the way, fantastic docu-series. That and that uh, FCW, highly recommend. Only reason why I'm keeping the description is for those documentaries. Awesome. But it's just yeah, like, FCW what do you do with Wyatt? What, do, you, do you think it's you, – you mentioned it's Wyatt season and these things all happen. Do you think maybe there's a reason this always happens? What, they just I, see, you know, money signs in, in during that dead area or, or what? Like, He's over, but then, like, after he's over and, like, the character kind of starts going into the, into the you know, all right, now we're going to go forward with it, he doesn't move a needle. You know, it's, it's no. all, the, all these people talk about, oh, it's the greatest thing ever, and God, I, I can't believe you don't like it, or how is, like, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's changing, like, we've never seen something like this. It doesn't move okay, a needle. Okay, whoever Nobody says cares. that needs to settle the hell down because oh, it's not it's changing all, anything it's, it's like all those Liv morgan people on twitter who talk about how she's the greatest she doesn't get her due and then she i've never heard a less reaction for somebody in my life yeah she got nothing at the chamber and the only thing <laughs> memorable about her chamber was her getting her head smashed by shana baszler <laughs> but i mean like even like you know you could look on twitter and see all it's it's just like the 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 delete thing with Matt Hardy, like it didn't make you any money. So like, okay, yeah. you got a couple marks on social media who like it, but it's yeah. not making you any money, so you can't go with it. And they keep going Agreed. back to them, and it just it plateaus. And it's like, all right, cool. Well, now you've like, done all this supernatural crazy shit. Your first match, how do you go? How do you top that? Because you can't. What is this, Bad Boys Three? <laughs> like you did everything at the beginning, so you can't go anywhere. Yeah, you know the thing is, is they booked it wrong. They he shouldn't have won the title in Saudi Arabia. Arabia, I'm sure that was probably one of the uh, demands that the the Saudi government had before they let him fly away uh, in the fall there. <laughs> but my thing is, is they booked it all wrong. You build him as a monster. You you do what he did with Balor with with. Uh, Danielson and and uh, whoever uh, Seth Rollins, I like that aspect where it did transform them to a past character that these wrestlers had. I thought that that's mm-hmm. extremely genius. Um, but he shouldn't have won the title. The big moment should have been at WrestleMania. You know where the, where the faces are supposed to go over. 
you know, it's, it's supposed to be the feel good. And then you end it with the fiend. Yeah. yeah. He's going to get a pop, but you build them to be nastier and nastier into the rumble, into the chamber, you know, until he decimates someone that's going to go on an injury report or, or fails, you know, a, a WWE uh, wellness policy. And then you, you, you have Wyatt take him out. And then you have the fiend then win at the, you know, at WrestleMania, you build that as that big moment not give him a title in Saudi Arabia and then have him lose it in Saudi Arabia. To me, it's just stupid momentum killing aspects for your audience of one that we see ricochet and, uh, you know, uh, the, the janitor guy, Cedric Alexander and possibly Shayna Baszler. There was worry about that going into the chamber where Vince was souring on her and they're all different you know, people of color, but, um, you know, for, for that thing, it, it's just, it's, it's preposterous. Vince needs to let the hell go. The XFL is already a dud. As I said, after the first week and everyone was like, Oh, XFL, this is great. It's a great blah, blah, blah. Radio ratings are already down. It's going to be off the air by, by mid next season due, due to the, uh, the ratings virus, if you will. Three, but, three years. It'll last three years. That's uh, I'll give it to. I, I, I always say give it to. They have, they have the option on the third. All these, uh, all these TV networks get free advertising, so they're just getting free money for running these things. Man, they're going to bring back Versus just to air all those games. But, um, <laughs> well, but so, yeah, no, so it's like, just it's great. So that leads me to my other point. Like, with Chris Jericho says that the Fozzie won't be stopped till the coronavirus, by the coronavirus. We won't perform until the cops tell us we can't. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is an exact quote um, from from Ricochet when he was promoting Raw, facing Brock Lesnar. That was kind of a dream come true because I can remember back in like 2002, 2003, even before that, watching Brock face The Rock versus Kurt Angle. So like all these guys I can name off all day. Now being able to be part of history and being able to tie my name in there with those guys, he loved this the the, the whole thing like. He understood the whole point was to get Lesnar over against a guy who who they could build and it wouldn't hurt. Like, I don't see why people were are so mad about Ricochet losing this match. And then I, I so then I went back and watched the twenty four seven match with Riddick Moss, and he goes in the ring and he's acting like he's still hurt. So Riddick Moss just gets a cheap victory over a pre injured Ricochet. If anything, now. This almost says to me they're setting it up where they can play this off with Ricochet, mm-hmm. and then you can bring the comeback back and make them get back where where you had them. I don't I don't know why people are so mad about Lesnar beating him. Well, no, I mean again, the people if, if they're mad about the loss, don't be dumb. I think why I was irritated about it was yeah, it was your two minute Lesnar special. But I was hoping more of a Daniel Bryan match, a Finn Balor match, an AJ Styles match where you get your bumps. You have that little, oh, my gosh, could this possibly happen into, nope, Lesnar's going to dominate and, and win as as he should. It was just the lack of, and the, hell, I would say 0% offense of anything from Rick yep. O'Shea uh, during that <laughs> match that bummed me out. Um, I, I would say more than anything. You knew he was going to take the L. If, mm-hmm. Let me pose this to you: If they, if that match took place in America, how how much you want to bet it would have been three times as long? Oh, those so five guys minutes. don't give a shit about being over in Saudi Arabia. I bet you when Lesnar and Ricochet got there and they found out that they're getting a payday to work ninety seconds, oh, they were yeah. like, "Let's get the hell out yeah. of here. We don't want to be here." Anymore. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? Like that's that's yeah. why I equate it was so short. I mean, even though we know Kane Velasquez needed knee surgery, Velasquez didn't even last as long as Ricochet, and they're paying that guy millions. Why? How much extra is Lesnar getting? I saw some report that Lesnar was making like twelve million a year. Just from the Saudi show? No, I'm saying oh, just from I, the I don't Saudi know. show. Oh, I bet you he got half a mil. Wow. I bet you Taker got the same. That That's part of the reason they they removed. Like, look at this. Ricochet gets squashed by Lesnar in 90 seconds, but can say he had a title match with Lesnar. Rey Mysterio took Rusev's spot because they're mad at Rusev because of the contract thing. And Rey Mysterio got a payday to get jumped by the club in a backstage segment. They could have pre-recorded that in America and not flown him. <laughs> oh like, my god these guys don't want to do these things so they're like if we can get in and undertaker didn't take his hat off no or jackets in saudi <laughs> you know? arabia yeah it's like 100 degrees and he's like mm, that shit mm. you know <laughs> <laughs> so like that's the only reason like I was mad that we didn't get a longer match with Ricochet him because mm-hmm. we know how much a guy like Brock Lesnar probably was salivating. To, oh, man, can you imagine what I could do with this guy for five, oh, ten yeah. minutes? And, and they were probably like, look, Saudi Arabia show, you guys want to get in and get out there? Like, sure. <laughs> that's, and, that's, I, and, that's, and that's a good point that you made, too, where it's just like, okay – it's good for that, you know, that, that comeback for Ricochet. You know, he's taken some L's over the last couple of weeks. Uh, hell, he's even said in a report, yeah, I go back to NXT if they allowed me to. Um, but the the thing with that is, yeah, you have your vindication. You have your Ricochet, you know, kind of, you know, again, I don't think he's going to win, you know, the title from Lesnar. Uh, that, that'll go to McIntyre. But when he does, you know, face him again, it's going to be like, okay, he, he wants his revenge, you know, against Lesnar. Mm-hmm. And, so it up that the, story. For all the it buried, oh, that was terrible for Ricochet. Let's not forget, my biggest argument was that Drew McIntyre didn't cleanly eliminate Lesnar from the Rumble. Ricochet is the reason Lesnar got yeah. eliminated. Right? Kicked him right so if you really, If you really look back at it, it was Ricochet who caused Lesnar the match. So, I mean, he yeah. got a rub. That's true, I mean, and Lesnar probably, that's why it lasted 80 seconds, because he was like, you kicked me right in the Sable Maker. So, so (laughs) the Sable Maker, the Sable Maker versus the Rain Maker versus the Pain Maker versus the Pace Maker. Um, Oh, man. All right, Pace too hard. And and there you go. (laughs) Damn. Remember his Boston Bruins jacket at SummerSlam 91? (laughs) Red, red, pink. I think he called him Kurt Hennig and they like tried to interrupt him like don't say his name it's perfect but uh <laughs> but uh you know so it, it Lesnar had extra incentive to squash him so it almost kind of made That's him true. Fun, you know and then on top That's of the he's got a big payday and just got the hell out of there that's that's just my piece with that thing. It's like I understand that, like I'm on board, man. That it sucked that we didn't get what we know those two could have had. But never say never. They got time to have another one. But that's those are just the two things I thought that got blown out of proportion with that show. Is was Ricochet didn't get squashed, like or I mean, it didn't get buried on this. He just he took a quick L against the biggest box office draw you have. Yeah. 
and the Bray Wyatt's a lazy, sandbagging, pouting piece of shit. Look at his yeah, planet. as he stated on Twitter, you know. And yeah. If you're if you're Bray Wyatt, think of this: What would you rather do at Mania? Because you know, I understand some people don't realize this, and maybe Bray Wyatt doesn't realize this, but it's a championship that doesn't mean anything. You're still yeah. getting paid, you know. What would you rather do? Go in there and, and take a take an L to Roman Reigns in a gimmicky main event, or go work John Cena and potentially his last WrestleMania. Like that would be way more impactful for me. That's more enticing, and and I think the thing is 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 just the cooling of the character, cooling of the merchandise sales. I mean, I think it's more of a bigger thing. So I'd be irritated too if it was Bray Wyatt, where it's like, okay, are you going to kill the character? Are you going to kill my merch? You know, that, that, you know, is one of the highest sellers, you know, over the last five, six months here. So I, I could see where that could be an issue. But, yeah, I, I 100% agree. You know, if, if he could take down Cena, you know, in his last mania, why not? You know, like I always say, I think the, the winners of their two matches are going to go the incorrect way, where Wyatt should have won at WrestleMania 30 to continue pushing that character. And I think Cena should win this one, like you said, with potentially being his last WrestleMania. So that's that's why I'm just kind of like. But he's know, got JoJo, and he's got that that baby mama. So I mean, he's he's good. So I, I'm looking at this, and I don't know how. The top of the page is showing March. So I don't know how new it is or whatnot, but um. Dave Meltzer is reporting that uh, that um, shopping and live events. John Cena's the number one merch seller still. That doesn't surprise still? me. Um. And apparently by by a wide margin, um, Roman Reigns and AJ Styles are battling for number two, and then the New Day and Finn Balor before Seth Rollins and uh, Braun Strowman. I don't even see Bray Wyatt on here. Really, that's interesting. No, that might be old too, because I I would have thought Becky Lynch would have been on there, but I mean. It just it just goes back to show like yeah they're already selling a brand new spinner John Cena orange title on the oh, website. Yeah. Well, you can get the old NWO merchandise, the 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 six ball NWO shirt. That's tight. I just <laughs> you know it just maybe he's not that over like people think. You know he is, but you hear. The Do you think the red light killed his momentum? Oh, I think that was huge because people were probably like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, how many how many of those seven seventy five dollars Bray Wyatt titles do you think sold? Uh, probably a thousand at least. Honestly, I'm, I'm sure it sold quite a bit of money. You got your belt collectors. I mean, it's not, nothing. I would, I would, I would have preferred to, to purchase that lantern more so than the belt. I thought the lantern was awesome. Man, so December of la- of last year, so three months ago, Bray Wyatt was one, Roman two, Becky Lynch three, Cena four, Styles five. Wow, and just in three months' time, huh? Change yeah, that apparently. Yeah, I mean, like I said, unless that is an old list or something, but I don't know, I just, I don't, like, that's just kind of the, the, the problem with Bray Wyatt is he's awesome at first, and then you're just kind of like, all right, what else can you do with this character? Like, you can't, you can't go these different avenues with it. Like, mm-hmm. 
you know, um, a good example. Say, say down the line here, it turns out that Kenny Omega is the one who turns on Adam Page. Kenny Omega can go and do a whole fantastic heel shtick like he has before. You can't just mm-hmm. randomly do something like that with Bray Wyatt. Oh, my God. As you said that, I just turned on Dynamite, and I just saw the second coolest sequence I saw uh, in this show. Holy moly. <laughs> it involves the main event and uh, who Hangman Page chooses as his partner. Wow. wow. I'm going to check that out. Um, I should. But, yeah, no, I agree with that. I, I think, you know, if you try to swerve the swerve, you know, the, meaning the IWC, it's so that people can get annoying where, you know, a mark like me, I, I'm either way. And, and I appreciate, you know, kind of swerving the swerve, if you will, or swerving the mark. So, I mean, that, that would be interesting, but I, you know, I think if you turn hangman page now, I think that's, that, that's the wrong thing to do. That guy's more yeah. over than, you know, I'd say him and Cody seem like, you know, especially at revolution um, was one of the top pops I've, I've heard in a long, long time. It's it's one of those things that shows how good their booking is because when Hangman Page failed in the Jericho feud, they got mm. him more over than he was to begin with by making his whole storyline be the payoff to Kenny Omega's storyline. And everyone went, what? Why are you talking about Kenny? We just followed Adam Page's uprising. And you go... Mm-hmm. And you go right to Adam Page and you put your arm around him, Tony Schiavone, and you look over and then you stop and go, Kenny Omega, was this what finally got you out of your rut? And everyone went, oh, that was supposed <laughs> to go to Page. Like, this, this, that's yeah, what true, true. Booking. Like, good booking. That's Johnny what AEW is doing. That's the thing. All Elite Wrestling over the last month, their Dynamite shows. Oh my God! I, I'm knocking it out of the park. I mean, and and then you have revolution. Uh, I, I would say a revolution of new uh, pay-per-views for sure. You know, people are saying, you know, will you buy WWE pay-per-views? Probably not, but we'll fork down on, on some all elite pay-per-views because uh, minus the uh, the streaming capabilities for Ryan and logging in, uh, which can be a pain. <laughs> but I showed you that shortcut. Um, it's. Uh, <laughs> They deliver a hell of a hell of a show. Hell of a oh, show. speaking of that shortcut, I couldn't even get that shortcut to work, so I had to spend another twenty minutes trying to get the login to actually. Oh log my god! Because I was having I was, the same issue. It was like boom, boom. I was like, "Why are you kicking me out? Like, what's going on?" Getting so bad, and then when I couldn't couldn't mirror it like you told me to, I was like, "Ah, I'm getting stuff so pissed <laughs> off." Um, you, you know the thing with AEW is it sounds like Tony Khan kind of stepped in and said, "All right." Enough of the shenanigans. I'm going to run this. This is my company. You guys have your input with me, but this is my company. And now wow. the direction is so simple because it's exactly what we thought Tony Khan could do. You know, mm-hmm. he's a Mark's Mark, which sounds bad, but it's great. And it you comes mean he brings sense. Yeah. Yeah. He's got logic. Well, why do you do this? Yeah. Well, as a fan, that doesn't make sense to me. And they they hit their stride right as NXT kind of started falling, succumb to the, you know, the normal two-hour WWE show where it's kind of like the last few NXT shows, I'm like, I mean, they're cool. But mm-hmm. I'm just like, all right, you know, I've seen this before. Like, I, okay, this has happened. And it sucks because I really <laughs> like it. I like a lot of their talent. But, like, 
I was stoked Tegan Knox, Dakota Kai had a cage match last week, and of course it ended in more shenanigans. I'm like, come on. Why do you get to become this? You know, it's just, and, and AEW pounced on it, and mm-hmm. they're running away with it. They are running away with it now. They're running some OG content. I mean, really, when you mix, you know, the modern era with nostalgia, it worked perfectly. And they did that with uh, the uh, March 4th episode of Dynamite in Denver, which bring out randomly, because it shocked the hell out of me, Jake the Snake Roberts yeah. delivering, <laughs> I'd say, one of the best promos I've seen in a long time. I know, uh, you know, Jake Roberts has been known to be, you know, a promo guy, a story guy, you know, one of the legends. But like, you know, like I told you, I watched, you know, Rob's matches and whatnot. You know, I've seen the greatest hits, but I never watched those interviews or anything like that where I've never, you know, kind of saw, you know, the awe, uh, you know, that that the wrestling community, you know, has and the respect mm-hmm. for him. But, man, it made me go on a wormhole uh, yeah, of Robert's promos, you know, on YouTube just because it just was so out of nowhere, but so effective. And I haven't felt a promo be that effective maybe since PAC on some AEW stuff, you know, with him and Omega over the last couple of months. But besides that, again, you're mixing nostalgia. You're making it work perfectly. And it, it made me say, okay, where are you going with this? Where WWE, I'm like, I don't know where you're going with this, but, you know, make me care. It's, it helps, too, that they, they can do their own promos. Like, Cody 100%. Rhodes has turned into, like, one of the best promos in the, in the last, like, couple of years. Cody is oh, like yeah. one. You're like, holy crap. Where was we, – we didn't see that before. You know, <laughs> it's – like I, I I checked out Raw. I was watching it just to to watch it. And shout out to Sydney who was screaming like Oscar in the mic into a crayon. I thought that was pretty entertaining. Um, <laughs> but awesome. she's going oh, and he's going oh. I'm like, oh, that's kind of funny, kid. But like, why is why is Eric Rowan's spider being crushed by Drew McIntyre? Because it's crushing that horrific storyline. <laughs> So what did you do it for? Why did you why did you pay off and on top of it, why did you pay off the storyline on No Way Jose? Who's that guy? That guy's still wrestling? <laughs> yeah. He was the one who he showed what was in the cage to. And then No Way Jose and his like hamburgers and stuff ran away screaming. Oh my god. It shows you how much I want. You remember I was a mark for WWE? I, I don't know what happened. Thank you for getting me out of that. <laughs> well, and think of how Shayna Baszler's promos have gone downhill in like the two weeks she's been there. Yeah. Like, uh, just, the first week was good. That sit-down interview I thought was pretty good. Yeah. But like her TV stuff, I'm like... Mm-hmm. I'd say Becky Lynch's stuff has, sadly has gone down a little. Her and Asuka was good until that, that paid off and she got the win, but that's beside the point. I get um, what you're supposed to do there, but uh, oh well. We got Matt Hardy as the exalted one next week, so I guess it all. I works. still, I still don't think it's going to be him. I think it's too obvious. Who's it going to be? Brody Lee. No, no. It's got to be Jake Roberts, dude. <laughs> he said no, no. Is no, that no. Yeah, it is. <laughs> 
<laughs> Man. Um, I forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> I was yeah, reading yeah. a bunch of all random stuff, and uh, my new favorite is uh, Hakura Shida, for sure. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. what you sent me. Because she's a great musician, a hell of a wrestler, fantastic cosplayer, and uh, apparently her and Asuka had a feud that I must watch out in Japan. I think it was in, might have been in Diana or Pro Wrestling Wave. I might be way off, but I was in one of those companies. Yeah, or maybe how it was in, baller would that be? Well, about as baller as her butt is in this picture. Well. <laughs> Thank you, Hikaru Shida. Um, yeah, <laughs> gonna sleep easier tonight. Um, there you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, real quick, I totally, uh, I totally remember these were on there, and I just want to. I'll really quick go through these, just because I don't know when the next show. Their next show, I guess, is the twenty second book from Kobe, but who knows if it'll happen? But Drake, excuse me. Oh man, that Burger King's starting to come up. Excuse me. Uh, Dragon Gate, Champions Gate, they ran back-to-back shows in Osaka. Um, seven match shows on each, pretty easy. There was two title matches on each show. Um, we had we had uh, Martin Kirby and Takedo Kamai uh, defeated Ho-Ho Loon and Michael Sue. We had Don Fuji, Masada Yoshino, and Yasushi Kanda defeat Jason Lee, Kota Minora, and Punch Tomonaga. It's actually kind of good, too. Uh, one of the, the standout matches, Yuki Yoshioka, uh, getting, I think, his first like big singles when he defeats Gamma, who Gamma is just on fire with how tight he is. Um, no relation to Strong Machine G whatsoever either. But oh, okay. go out of your way to check that out when you get a chance. Um, then we had uh, Takashi Yoshida and Diamante defeat Naruki Doi and Susumu Yokosuka and Kento Kabute and Masaki Mochizuki in a three-way. Um, we had... Kai, Kensuke, Okuda, KZ, and Yamato defeat Kazuma Sakamoto, Ada, BB Hulk, and Big R Shimizu. Uh, then we had for the Brave Gate title, I won four stars. Kaito Ashida defeats Genki Horiguchi. Really good mm. match. Really, really good match. And then in the main event for the six man tag titles, new champions as Dragon Kid, Kenichiro Arai, and Ryo Saito drop the titles to Strong Machine J, Ben K, and Dragon Daya. As Daya with the reptilian errata on Saito for the victory. So good show Ooh. there with that. Three and a half on that one. Um, and then the next night, we had Kenta Kabuna and Takito Kamei defeat Hoholu to Michael Su. Uh, we had Dragon Daya, or Dragon Daya, Jason Lee, Monday Ryo, and Ojishima defeat Gamma, Martin Kirby, Masaki Mochizuki, and Ryo Saito. We had uh, KZ and Strong Machine J defeat Don Fuji and Genki Horiguchi. That was awesome. Watching Don Fuji slap around Strong Machine J after uh, no relation to Strong Machine F either. But mm. he had some up inside. No J. relation, huh? Yeah, no relation whatsoever. Um, then we had uh, uh, Kaito Oshida and Takashi Oshida defeat Ben K and Kaisuke Okuda via DQ, uh, which set up Okuda and Ishida in the Kickball 2000 uh, for the Brave Gate title, which I'm excited for. Then we had uh, Big R Shimizu, Eita Diamante defeat Dragon Kid, Kagatora, and Masada Yoshida. Uh, Big R Shimizu gets a, counters a Frankensteiner and Kagatora to get his first victory of the year. So kudos to Big R. Semi-main event for the tag titles. 
Ends in a double DQ, BB Hulk and Cosmo Sakamoto against Kai and Yamato. Just ends in this giant brawl. GM Yagi, he's the bald ref. He basically said, this is over with. We need to figure this out. I'm sick of all these run-ins. I think they're going to set up R.E.D. versus Dragon Gate for, for the big Dead or Alive cage thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's so coming up, gonna, hopefully. Yeah, me. So <laughs> I think that's what they're setting up for. And then made okay. a better with four and a quarter. Uh, Naruki Doi defeats Sumi Yokosuka. Yokosuka keeps going for the, the what is it, the Jumbo Sude, his big lariat, I believe is what it's called. And boy, I can never remember the name of it, but he invented his own cradle because he knew how many guys in Dragon Gate use lariats. So he contorts and turns his body to turn into the lariat and fall backwards with like a leg sweep and cradle you into a pin. And he did it back-to-back times on Yokosuka and got the pin the second time. Nice. That's that was really it, cool. Yeah, it was sweet. So, awesome, man. Sumi Yokosuka, God, he's got to be one of the one of the most underrated wrestlers of all time. He's so good and nobody talks about him. Well, we Maybe. will now at WrestleCast Radio, that is for sure. So when oh, we do have Dead or Alive, and Toromon's yep. going to be obviously involved, uh, is that when Ultimate Dragon turns on, on Toromon and joins, oh. uh, I don't know, like uh, Tribe Vanguard, for example? Like, would Tribe that Vanguard be... Oh, damn it. Uh, uh, the the <laughs> Smoky <laughs> Grooves, whatever KZ's on. Um, Dra- Dragon Gate, Toromon, and Red are the only three factions now. Oh, so they really disbanded all the other yeah, ones? Yeah, so they just stupid. went straight up into three groups. Okay, okay. Uh, so KZ's obviously in the Dragon Gate one. Yep. So Ultimate Dragon, then he would have to join R.E.D. is what you're saying. That would oh, be the biggest shot. That'd be tight. That'd be tight. Let's do it. <laughs> he comes he out with a red sick. mask. He, he takes off the blue, and there's a red one right underneath. And then you know what he does to uh to to like the dudes from Toromon like dang I wrote Drayong kid that's not Dragon what, Kid. what's what up? spinning cradle pin is, is that what he does uh, to him? the Lamaha straw no they they send Dragon Kid and Yoshino on the floor and Big R Shimizu and Kazuma Sakamoto hold him and then Ultimo Dragon finally hits the Asahi moonsault on his on his former friend oh that was cool. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> but that so would be the biggest shock. Had to talk those shows real quick. Um, we have, I know we have Redemption and Elimination Chamber to discuss, but the other one I thought about that I don't remember if we talked about. Did we ever go and talk about DDT into the fight? Um, I want to say we did. That was with Masada. Uh, yeah, we did. Mal. Yes, we did. Yep, Brooks, yep, Saka, we, we did okay. talk mouth. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I looked at it, and I, the reason I brought it up is because I couldn't remember because I was like, holy shit. I don't remember me talking about Chris Brooks and Kanoke, Kanoke yep. Takashita having a four and three-quarter star match with Brooks. Scorpion, yeah, we did because I, I got you to raise it. Didn't, isn't that the match I got you to raise from four and a half yeah. to four and three quarters? Yep, I think so. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so we did talk about it. That Scorpion Deathlock turning bridge pin was so yeah. dope. God, Scorpion Deathlock Figure Four, Zack Saber Junior Genie Bridgepin. That's the I, title of the whole move. I we that should be a new shirt. We get. To... <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if you if you haven't seen him yet, guys, Jeevan Pure Bro, 
the WrestleCats Kanji shirt. I got both of mine in the mail. Uh, I got to tell you this, man, that Do You Even Puro Bro shirt is so dope looking in person. I think I like it mm. more than the other one. And I was Ooh. dead set on the, the blue being my favorite because of the kanji and the ring and everything. But the, the mm-hmm. Do You Even Puro Bro, like, you, you ordered yours, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Ago? Yeah, would you? When you get yours, you're gonna look at it and go, "Oh, this shirt's actually really badass." Like I, nice. I kind of opened it and did the, "Ooh, I didn't expect that to be that tight." It's like an homage. Like it, to me, it looks like that old ECF and W or the "You Can't See Me," you know, with the big block letters. And I, I that's mm-hmm. what I loved about the design when you showed me, and you know, just the different aspects. And that's that's awesome. And I love how you can get a softer T-shirt. You know, a lot of you know, I did like the original. You know, the the Shirts that they press over at Pro Wrestling Tees, but I'm excited to see what the soft tees, you know, kind of feel like. Oh, nice. Did you get the soft tees? Oh, yeah. Did you hear that, oh, Jen? Yeah. You can order a soft tee, Jen. Yeah. Jen's being such a hard ass about it. You know, you know what? Callie ordered a soft tee, and guess what? Also a woman's gut. So, boom, that solves all your problems, Ooh. Jen. Ooh. Yeah. How does that make you feel? You know what? She ordered without even being known. She's like, you know what? I'm surprised. I got one for me and the little one. I was like, what? Should have told me we're going to save on shipping. So instead, we'll pay for shipping twice. So you're welcome to <laughs> WrestlingTees.com forward slash WrestleCast. And Jen, you're welcome. Hey, hey, so we paid on shipping twice. Twice. <laughs> that was incredible. That was, that was one of the best problems you've ever cut. <laughs> Looking at you, Jen, Facebooking about bras as face masks. No, you should be Facebooking about ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash WrestleCast. And do you even Puro, Jen? It's our next show. No, apparently she doesn't. She was, uh, she was, Which, she by was the play- way, we got to get Sydney to do uh, a, a sounder. I was going to text you that earlier, but we both got home way late. But, yes, you need to get a sounder where he says, do you even Puro, bro? <laughs> Excuse me. Oh. Oh, I got to mute myself, Alex. Hold on. Oh, no problem. So, as we talked about that, no, we we have a lot. DT uh, uh, doing some great stuff, you know, uh, since the coronavirus is spreading rapidly. Um, but uh, them and Tokyo Joshi Pro, you know, doing some MC Arena matches. DDT actually had a show. Uh, Ryan discussed uh, via text message to me a little earlier where they wrestled outside in the rotunda and, and some of their good <laughs> stuff has been on the outside I, there. So I uh, <laughs> got that VK wall street. Um, but uh, I, I'm excited to kind of check that out uh, later on since there's really not too much content to talk about. We'll, we'll have a special draft episode next week. Uh, Russell cast radio. We'll have uh, five inquisiting minds uh, or at least three. That I know. Um, uh, inquisitive <laughs> wrestling minds. We'll, we'll do. Uh, I believe this is our third wrestling draft, correct? Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, there's, uh, like I said, I I found some interesting stuff when I look back at our old drafts, man. Um, it's pretty interesting. I, I had. Is it the, what's this one? This one, the Fantasy Four Supercard. This Ooh. one was from November fifth of twenty eighteen. And it consisted of me, you, Michael Whitlow, and Demtris. Wow, we had Whitlow on tight. Whitlow had Okada Pentagon, 
And then he had the all beef fatal four way sponsored by Arby's with Fale, Strowman, Cobb, and Samoa Joe. <laughs> wow. That's Your pretty main damn event good. was uh, you had Zack Saber and Brock Lesnar. You had Tomohiro Ishii and Tyler Bate. You had Jericho, Jay White, and Naito in a three way. You had Orange Cassidy and Toru Yano on there. Nice. You had Cody and Hangman Page against Eddie Dennis and Mark Andrews. And your Ooh. opener was AJ Styles and Taiji Ishimori. I'm good with that. Yeah, I'm li- I, I actually just found it here. I'm like, wow, that's a really great card I made up. So Demetrius, like I said, he had a... Except Roosh and Ray Phoenix and Joey Janela. That's a, a clusterfuck right there. <laughs> Joey Janela. That could Demetrius actually be fun. Had, no, it might have been fun because that's that's one of those ones where it's just it's just awkward enough that it works. You know what I mean? Totally. Totally, yeah. So Demetrius says, Miyu Yamashita Yoshirai is the main event. Rey Mysterio Dragon Kid, Tanahashi Gargano, Jay Lethal Shane Strickland, Goto Marafuji, Leo Rush Flip Gordon, Jimmy Ooh. Havoc Sammy Callahan, Johnny, Johnny Mundo Shinsuke Nakamura, Dalton Castle Velveteen Dream, no Muertes, Brian Cage, Togi Makabe, and Takeshi Morishima, which <laughs> my mind. That's Rachel awesome. and Rhea Ripley. And then his opener was LAX, the Mexi Bloods, and Rapungi 3K. That was from Dentress? Yeah, I was like, Geez. Wow, he needs to be our third chair. That's that's a damn good card. I had, uh, what did I have here? Sorry, I'm dying over here. My my show was the Let's Play Wrestling Mega Damnation Destruction and Sumo Hall Super No Vacancy was my show title. I had so I had Shingo and Osprey before it was even a thought. That's pretty tight. Ooh. Um I had Kenny Omega Walter, Cano and Pete Dunn, Jordan Grace, Miko Satamora in the three oh five live three way dance, PCO, LA Park and Keith Lee. Um <laughs> Undisputed Era, Speed Muscle, and the Young Bucks. I Ooh. had a 10-scissor board, 500 light tube, spider web, barbed wire rope, death match, uh, Masashi Takeda, Asami Kodaka, Nick Gage. I had Kanosuke Takashita against Kento Miyahara. Sign me the F up. Yeah. And then my opener was a submission match between Daniel Bryan and Minoru Suzuki. Oh, no, that wasn't my wow. opener. I also had Marty Skrull and MJF, Ginny versus Mayu Iwatani, and then Kota Ibushi and Andrade Cien Almas. Wow, you're a Ginny Mark, huh? That, that was that, that was when we were watching Progress, man. Not NXT crazy. UK. Not why I'm looking on here. Becky Lynch, Shanna Baszler, I had Viper Nevin, yeah, Ronda Rousey, Kyrie Sane, Charlotte Flair. I'm like, wow, I had a pretty good amount of women's matches on there. Mm-hmm. Um. Cassidy Yano would kill today. Oh my God, the fan for those two. Yeah, we oh, were uh, we were kind of ahead of the page. Kings of yeah. Wrestling. I had to reunite against God. Eh, SoCal and Censor though. Apart from that, so you that's had, pretty you tight. Had, yeah, I was gonna say yours was like a three way, which was tight. And then Jericho White and Tetsuya Naito. That's like the perfect scumbag triple threat match right there. And then I found another one that was from. May 20th of 2018, so even farther ahead. This one was just me, you, and Demetrius. 
Oh, this was an all women's one. Ah. Okay. I had I had Iron Man match, Mayo Iwatani and Asuka. I had Queen's Quest versus the Miraclians, uh, which was Azumi and Hazuki. I had Viper, Asia Kong, Nikki Cross, and Tam Nakano. Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair, Candice LeRae and Maho Corone, Tessa Banks, oh, nice. Savoy Deville, Ivelisse, Taya Valkyrie, Oedo Tai versus Neo Bashiki Goon. That was, yeah, because your main event is a death match between Io Shirai and Kairi Hojo. <laughs> yeah, I got Tony Storm, Alexa Bliss, the Sendai Girls taking on Charlotte, Naomi, and Natalia. Oh. What? Uh, Team Pog <laughs> taking on the Riot Squad, RIP. Uh, Bailey and Kelly Klein. What? Divorce. Uh, Dakota Kai taking on Tennille Dashwood and Vanessa Bourne. What? Yuck. Sumi Sakai taking on Nia Jax. Wow. I'm sorry, Sumi. Uh, and the iconic duo taking on Mia Yim and Karen Q. What? And Karen Q. Three good matches on there. Three. Hey, who's, you you had a you had a widespread of stuff though, which I think is cool. I, I I probably cheated via the internet. I'm like, yeah, that that person sounds cool. <laughs> Demetrius had Starlight Kid, Rhea Ripley, and Deanna Perrazzo, uh Ember Moon and Chris Ooh. Wolf, Shayna Baszler, Ronda Rousey, Alpha Female Jessica Ooh. Havoc, Kimberly versus Kaylee Ray, Chelsea Green and Santana Garrick against Sue Young and Rosemary. Ginny versus B Priestley, and his main event was Miyu Yamashita, Reika Saiki, and Mercedes Martinez. That would be Ooh, sick. that would be Yeah, wow. <laughs> so, Sue Young challenging for the Tokyo Joshi Pro title. What are your thoughts? Ooh, is that happening in Tampa? Mania. Yep, yep. Oh, she better not beat my girl. No, it she better not beat me. Ooh, piss. I know Yuka Sakazaki is going to face uh, Maki Iko, but I guess not. That's just a cool-ass name. Um, <laughs> wow, yeah, Dentris is, uh, he's killing it. Jeez. Yeah, I didn't really realize good he had some sneaky-ass little drafts like that. He's got that like, knowledge. I swear we just did one, too. Yeah, I thought we did like a few months ago. Yeah. Because we did the snake one, because I remember I did my my matches. I was like, that wasn't too bad already. I'm improving with my knowledge. Um, let's see. Do I have it on here? WrestleCast Awards. Do, do, yeah, Melomania was the last one on October 29th. Yeah, um, so we, we, we didn't do one last year, apparently. I swear we did, though. I thought we did, too. The I, three I, of us. Because we didn't use WWE guys. Yeah, I thought we did too, but I don't. Yeah. Oh, the, it's in the archive somewhere. Um, but yeah, uh, expect, uh, <laughs> yeah another Russell Castle Radio draft uh, sometime next week, Monday, Tuesday, and or Tuesday. So it'll be interesting since there's no sports, not even the XFL, right? Yeah, I, I love this. I'm looking back in round 23. I got uh, I got uh, uh, Kento Miyahara. And then in round 24, I got Kanosuke Takashita. You best pray you get a pick before me because I'm <laughs> going to, out of spite, grab me Kento Miyahara. You took Mark Andrews over to uh, Kanosuke Takashita. Man, is mine going to be Dragon Gate heavy and DDT heavy? I don't know, man. That's what I'm thinking about. Like, I, I've been trying to like map out who I'm going to take, but I don't know where I'm going to do it. 
Like, I have an awesome eight-man tag idea. But if, if you're I doing that, man, it, you need to go get laid. <laughs> well, it'd be nice one day. <laughs> I just If I go for this eight-man tag idea, the only problem is I'm going to have to take some of these guys, like, the first or second round, probably. And oh, totally. the, like, like, I think probably six of the eight of them I can get late. But I don't want to take away from trying to get a good main event off the bat. Like, that's the hard part about it. Man. Yeah, I, I, I have, like, four or five, like, legits I want to get. But I think all of us know each other's favorites by now, especially, in, mm-hmm. you know, four or five different companies, where, I, I don't know, I'm a spiteful guy. So I, if it comes down to it, <laughs> if I'm like, I'm going to screw over Demetrius, I'm going to screw over Demetrius. I'm going to screw over this WWE mark, the the fifth guy. I'm going to screw him over and just take him, you know, just so I can, you know, bury uh, Roman Reigns there. Bury, bury the bone. <laughs> For the big well, doll. <laughs> What's the um, spin wheel thing? Um, let's see. What is it under? A spin wheel, I think? Spin wheel generator. Maybe that's what it's under. Wheel decide. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm looking for. Let's see. Uh, choices: uh, Alex, Kyle, Demetrius, Ryan, and Logan. Should I? Uh, sh- should we just make the draft order now? Did you say Mowgli? <laughs> Lo- Logan. Logan. That's still a name, huh? That's uh, he's Logan Michaels. The heartbreak kid. Oh, how was that guy not a wrestler? He's a mark. You should have, when they interviewed me, I was calling him a mark so bad. I thought Kyle was like getting embarrassed. <laughs> I was like, this oh. dude's such a mark. I, I, I'm sorry, Price is on it. Should I hit he, he, can't come, he can't come over for Mania Weekend if he's a mark. Just telling yeah. you now. Yeah, he, I don't know if he can handle it. Because he'd be like, who's this guy? He'd be like, who's Brian Danielson? And everyone's like, what? Man, what? punch that guy in the face. <laughs> I'm clicking spin. This year, I'm Gene. Damn it. Oh! Are we keeping this draft order or not? What? So I was, I was typing up a draft or I was spinning to do the draft order. Should we mm-hmm. keep it, or, or should I keep it, or not? I don't know. It didn't sound too promising, so no. Okay, good. Because I wasn't happy with the <laughs> If oh. you and I are on the bottom, then no, no. No, well. Do you think this WWE mark is, is going to get, like, uh, Roman Reigns number one? Hopefully. I hope he makes it as easy as possible. For- I'm going to take uh, Riddick Moss. He's going to take The Fiend probably first. Oh, man. Who's going to be Moss, The Fiend versus I- Sue Young? So the way that this ended up going out was we were we were bookended together. Ooh, I was number one. Damn it. <laughs> you, were, you were number five, actually. Oh, shit. Nicer. Well, thank you for changing. I I got I it went me Demetrius Kyle Logan you. Oh no. You. So we would have had. I would have been pissed. 
That would have well, been Kyle, back-to-back pissed. So Demtris probably would have took Naito. I would have took Miyahara or Kata probably. Logan would probably take Kenny Omega or something like that or Cody. And Kyle probably would have took whoever I probably I don't Omega. So there was a there's a chance that you would have had Kazuchiko Okada fall to you at five. I don't know if I would have taken him. Because if I if we were doing a snake order, I probably would have taken like either a Shingo or an Osprey and then get a Okada in the second round just to piss you off. <laughs> Dang, you could have drafted Shingo and Okada. And you turned it down because we're not saving that draft order. It's your main event. <laughs> That'd be sick. Um, where do you want to go? You want to do Redemption or Elimination Chamber first? Yeah, well, is that a TNA Impact pay-per-view, by the way? Redemption? Yes, it was. <laughs> we're sure going to was. talk. <laughs> we'll talk uh, All Elite Wrestling's Revolution. Where the <laughs> hell is my notes? Dreamers. Well, that, that African dude, he was so dope. Many wrestlers <laughs> all one battlefield. He better do the TNA pay-per-view WrestleMania weekend, though. Like, oh, we're, for sure. We're bringing all the veterans back. Oh, man. I hope not. Is that a thing, really? Petey yeah. Williams, is he going to be there? Um, I can get to... I can actually get no, to... No, we're good. I'm, I'm, that's one show I don't plan on watching. Do you think they're going to have a small ring again? <laughs> if they don't, I'll be uh, severely disappointed. <laughs> they, they got to have a small ring, ring last time. I don't know. Is is it going to be where, another warehouse? That was kind of like a weird ass. Well, Zero One's running a show? That's, that's odd. TNA, there's no place <laughs> like home. Announced talent. Mr. Anderson, D'Lo Brown, Chris Saban, Wildcat Chris Harris, Scott Steiner, Amazing Red, Petey Williams, and Shark Boy. Huh. Does that do anything for you? Damn, he hated that. Alex hated so bad he, he left. <laughs> He's like, no. Um, well, wait. I'll wait for him to come back here. It's, uh, Alex has, has had enough of uh, hearing about TNA. There's no place to play home. Plus, we watched Spring Break 4 right then. Alex Shelley, Tony Deppin, Minero Suzuki, Orange Cassidy, The Clusterfuck featuring PN News, The Walmart Dudes, Gato and Colt Cabana, Lord Adrian and Tahir 2X, Jurassic Express versus Young Dumb and Broke, well, Osprey's going to be on that show. Of course, we're not watching no TNA show. Not happening. Sorry, I Jen, didn't mean to... Jen booed me. <laughs> She's like, oh, bitch, talk about my short shirts. Or soft shirts. <laughs> Whoa, she wears short shirts. <laughs> she, she, wears, uh, she wears short pants. They look like high waters. Oh, man. That's not good. At least her cuffs are bone dry. Oh God! Short pants. Yeah, they like they like. Do you ever go in her closet and criticize her fashion? Um, not to her. (laughs) (laughs) Really? 
Or do you guys ever just go out and you're just like, really? That? I, I mean, I don't know her fashion sense. I always just see her in her work attire the times I've been there. So for the last like three years. So I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I've asked her why, why, uh, in, you know, this is probably something I probably should go down this path. <laughs> Pleading the fifth. Yeah. What is going to, uh, AW Redemption opens up uh, with Dustin <laughs> Rhodes and Jake Hagar. <laughs> Were you surprised oh, at the opener and not Guevara Allen? Um, yes and no. I mean, Jake Hager's you know debut uh, in the ring for AEW, I think, is kind of a big thing. Had a really good storyline with busting. You know, both these matches have really good storylines. Uh, of course, uh, with injured body parts, but Dustin Rhodes, of course, getting that arm broke via that door. Um. Yes and no, but, you know, I, I thought this was okay. I, I think looking back on it, yes, because this could definitely be the calm down, you know, after a, a, a Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen bout. Um, that was the second match, but perfectly fine with it. Again, with, with it being Hager's uh, debut uh, for AEW. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And I went two and a half and sur- right down the middle. Nice Are you surprised uh, for the uh, the pre-opening match uh, with Colt Cabana, Boom Boom, in his uh, All Elite Wrestling uh, appearance, uh, helping uh, SCU uh, kind of take out the Dark Order there? I don't know why that so oddly sounds. Um, but yeah, SCU, uh, of course, they, they tease Christopher Daniels coming down with the Fallen Angel gimmick with the hood. Uh, but of course, he's there with his brethren, uh, only as SoCal can, and the Chicagoan. Getting the big pop. Uh, I star Colts, of course, uh, Mr. Cabana, making the save there. Uh, thoughts on Cabana with All Elite Wrestling? I think, he, I think he deserves it. I mean, that dude, that dude has busted his ass and never been like, you know what I mean? Like, yes, the Ring of Honor thing, but he's never been in like a true major league promotion like this. Like, I don't really count that Scotty Goldman crap. Like, he's on TV for a couple weeks oh, or yeah. whatever, you know, a cup of coffee. So I, I think I think he deserves it. I think that dude does a lot for wrestling, man. I mean, he's a legit. I would say. I mean, especially anyone on the indie scene. But during that era, he he was a legit hustler. You know, he, he went to any and everywhere. You know, it was the mm-hmm. old Chicago. You know, maybe mentality. Um, but you know, of course, him working with uh, New Japan, him being the dream team with Yano and and Taguchi, I thought was awesome. And you know, great exposure over there. And you know, it's it's just going to be he fits the mold here, where he could do the serious wrestling and the comedy, you know, within the same company, um, the same banner. So I, I think it works out perfectly for him. Agreed. Uh, going back to again Hager and Dustin Rhodes, uh, you know, slower in some instances than what you expect. Um, you know, this was in a little bit more time, which, hey, again, I respect uh, that aspect, but, you know, it, it did lose me in a few. Um, but, you know, I was fine with this, you know, Dustin Rhodes doing uh, doing the Destroyer like he's uh, 22 years old, so it's uh, pretty damn cool to see that. Uh, I Again, I'm all for this. I was, uh, you know, kind of going to go the other way, Ryan. I thought this would have been the come down before the main event, to be honest with you. And I thought they would have opened maybe with uh pack and orange Cassidy, depending on if that was going to be, uh, you know, like a Lesnar type match, which we'll discuss uh, a little later on why that wasn't, uh, but you know, good opener, but uh, definitely uh, the big news uh, to come after this was the hype and the premiere of blood and guts, which will uh, come maybe 
to an audience in Newark, New Jersey, I believe uh, March 25th here. Um, you know, it's not your, your, your mother's war games, Ryan. Uh, it's not your NXT-ish. It's, it's your AEW blood and guts. Thoughts on the name? Of course, that's a throwback to what, you know, kind of the discussion of the war games uh, match was back in the 80s. Thoughts on the name and, of course, thoughts on the 10 participants they just announced uh, with no, uh, no buildup? No, I mean, it makes sense. You put your two biggest things, the elite inner circle in there. I think it's a, it's a homage to taking a shot at WWE for Vince saying we're not a blood and guts company. Oh yeah, totally. That too. So I give him credit for that. It'll be fun. I mean, I, I don't know what, like you said, no real build to it. I think the weird part about it is in the midst of all this, what happened to John Moxley who was feuding with these guys? Exactly. I would have preferred Moxley, Allen, and uh, throwing Jimmy Havoc. Like throwing the you know the the CZW guys. You know, throw them all as a group to take on Inner Circle. I think that would have been a, a far more enjoyable instead of throwing your Bullet Club versus you know your inner, your Inner Circle. Uh, excuse me. You know why I think that would have worked well too is because you could have just had Moxley go out and just start grabbing like I'm going to get the nuts of people there are. And he gets Joey Janela and Darby Allen and Jimmy Havoc, yep. like you said. Yeah, I think that's a cool idea. I I would have been all for that. Um, yeah, you're on you're on to something with that one. That's a good because Cody because Cody can't go for the title. You know he can no longer go for that. Omega, what's his beef at the moment? You know he's kind of kind of got his own internal stuff. Uh, you know Paige and, and the Bucks as well. You know, uh, Again, Jericho doesn't have the championship, so no one's going for that title. So, yeah, it's a little interesting why you didn't kind of go, you know, Team CCW uh, versus the Inner Circle. But, hey, I'm not Tony Khan's money. Next up, though, we have a fantastic match. A 10-minute, like, random, I don't know, array of ass-kicking. You know, we see uh, Darby Allen just going at Sammy uh, Guevara uh, a uh, friend of the show there just right off the bat. He skateboarded down to, you know, cute. It was a long. <laughs> well, yeah, he, he's down to the ring and immediately gets in and just does a giant suicide dive. Um, com- completely smoking Guevara, which what I thought was interesting too, is this match was really only like five minutes, but the outside stuff was just awesome. Uh, Sammy Guevara, doing this huge 630 from the top rope through a uh, through a table that Darby Allen was on was just wicked. Like, I was not expecting that to just happen. And then, you know, they go in, they got some good spots in the match, and they got they, they get a little bit of heat here and there with Guevara. And, and I've said this before, where I think Darby Allen's a guy that's better taking the L because his buildup and comeback is the best part about it. But he needed to get this victory, and they knew he needed to get the vi- the victory. And I give them I give them mad props for doing it correctly. Um, Guevara didn't lose anything by losing this this match uh, whatsoever. Guevara is, you know, he's a surefire main eventer in a couple of years. He he just looks the part. He can talk. Um, he's got he's got a he just got a good look and. I'm happy that they, they, they did it right. And now you kind of keep Darby Allen just floating around and doing what Darby does. And kind of like, you know, we just mentioned, 
it'd be better off if Darby would have been in this this uh, War Games match. But I, I get why you're doing the elites. You got to, you know, it's it, it's your draw. Um, I don't want to jump too far off this match because I know Alex still had something he wanted to say about it, but um, I I don't want to stay stay uh, stay stagnant. That's what I was trying to spit out of my mouth. Stay stagnant here. Oh yes, there we go. Um, but I gave my I coronavirus, gave my man. Yeah, coronavirus. I had such a great thing. I went on and on. I ended it brilliantly. Kicked it back to you, and I was like, "Oh, silence." Check the screen. I was like, "Damn, coronavirus." <laughs> so I gave my whole take on it. I didn't want to move on to the to the next match without giving you a shot. If you have anything you want to jump on about the match. No, yeah, what I liked about it again was, uh, you know, they made every second count, you know, in, in that, you know, 15, 20-minute screen time that they had. This was more of a progression into the feud, hopefully not the ending. Um, as I stated on Twitter and on Facebook, uh, WrestleCast underscore SSM, and, of course, WrestleCast Radio over on Facebook, uh, was, you know, this was a great spotlight and showcase for the future of this company and for uh, professional wrestling. So what do, you, what do you think on this next match? Because you know what I have to say about this match. I called you screaming uh, and raving. I, which I'm happy about. I, I honestly, watching this match uh, 10 minutes after uh, me saying, oh, my God, what did I just watch? This was amazing. I thought, wow, Ryan's really not going to like this match. Um, <laughs> I, I would say FDM. Uh, I see stars and I raise you, I, I don't know, four more. To me, this was a 10-star tag team matchup. This was the Mega Powers. These were four best bout machines in the ring at the same time. And boy, did that Chicago crowd eat it up. Hell, the Bucks got booed, Ryan, right wow. before. And you know what that stems from? A couple days before, just a really awesome sit-down with JR and these four combatants. And it progresses, you know, of course, from the, the, the elite shows. Uh, yeah, you got to do a little homework, you know, uh, to, to kind of go with some of the storylines on there. But it's an enjoyable 15 minutes a week there. It works perfectly. And my God, uh, watch this match. I mean, for me, yeah, we've had some, you know, match of the years, Wrestle Kingdom, what have you. But damn it, Ryan, honestly, this might be my match of the year so far. Uh, so many spots to 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 say and count, but man, again, this was tag team wrestling at its finest. It was great to see Omega and, and Adam Page, you know, kind of do the, do their uh, tandem maneuvers, but the Bucks were just on point. So much, so much, so much to talk about. Just watch this match. Hell, the, uh, the, the triple locomotion, Matt Jackson, uh, Northern Light suplexes on the stage was just amazing. This match, though, I will say before I cut it to you, Ryan, made me appreciate uh, Nick Jackson. I've always been a Matt Jackson guy, uh, but Nick Jackson, I, I know they tout him quite a bit on commentary. But I get it, man. That guy's got moves for days. And, oh, yeah, he looks and plays like a dick very, very well. <laughs> and he's a merch freak. So, you know, you got to give him that uh, little BTE reference. But this was an amazing match. Ten stars. Honestly, again, bro, this might be my, my match here. I've watched this shit five times, and, and I probably will watch it uh, yet again. Uh, 
I mean, this might this might be one of the greatest tag team matches I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, I'm willing to go that far. This might be the best U.S. tag match I've ever seen. Oof. Oof. I mean, Bucks Golden Lovers, though. I mean, it, it, it kind of had the flavor, but away. blew that away. I, you know, I, I there's a, a a takeover revival American Alpha match that I was just in love with. Uh, that was just incredible, and that was like one of the greatest matches I had ever seen. And this 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 beats that. Um, I'm looking awesome, on cagematch.com, awesome. and one, two, um, three, four. This is the fifth highest rated tag tag team match in history on Cage Match. Wow. Nine point six three. Wow. I mean, seriously, the emotions that this brought out of me, you know, kind of going back to the Jake the Snake uh, promo last week on Dynamite, legit goosebumps, Ryan. I rarely get goosebumps just from a life, but that promo, I was like, whew, and I watched that shit 20 times, give or take. This match, again, I've watched five, six times here. Goosebumps and emotion of saying, okay, I clap each time knowing what's going to come on my screen and I'm just in awe of what these guys did, what the story they, they you know, kind of put on there. And, mm. and that's what it was. It was just a fantastic case of storytelling with four guys who know each other really well. And boy, did it put Adam page hangman over the moon. They put the rocket on them. That rocket Chicago crowd said, you are our guy, Adam page. And this match definitely showed it. Awesome, awesome, and I cannot wait, not for a sequel, but again, to kind of see where the elites kind of go with this, and, and, and man, it was just so freaking good. And it's crazy when Kenny Omega, you know, is kind of the, the afterthought out of all the other guys yeah. into this match, and he's Kenny Omega, but he play, everyone played their part so, so well. It was just amazing. So I'm, I'm looking at it, and it, you can kind of tie the two matches above it together because they were... Beginning of December and the end of May, six months apart, five months apart. But uh, Holy Demon Army, Akira Tawe and Toshiaki Kawada, who I think I had as my second greatest tag team of all time, uh, against Masawa and Kobashi. There's, they have two matches that are, like, right next to each other. They're, they're sandwiching Tanahashi Okada from September of 2018. Ooh. Um, but then we had the, the number two highest tag match. Uh, it's got a 9.72 average out of 10. Uh, from 1992, Kenta Kobashi and Suyoshi Kikuchi against Dan Crowfat and Doug Furness, who people might remember them as Furness and Lafon from WWE, yep. which I love. When they brought in the Can-Am connection, I was like, dear God, push them, and they could never beat Owen and Davey, and I was so pissed. <laughs> Why? I can't. These guys are beating Kenta Kobashi in all Japan, and they can't freaking beat these guys. It drove me nuts, but whatever. That's beside the point. But, uh, I mean, the greatest tag match they have was uh, June of 95. It's the same as number four and, or three and four, but uh, it's uh, Kobashi Masawa versus Tawai and Kawada, Holy Demon Army. It's got a 9.85 out of 10 rating. Wow. The only matches ahead of it are um, the Wrestle Kingdom Okada Omega match, which is the greatest match I've ever seen in my life, I think. That's got a 9.86. And then from January 20th of 1997, 
Uh, Kobashi and Masawa has a 9.88 rating. Woo! So I got to check out this Kawada, is what you're saying. Man, I got some old, old All Japan type wrestling shit that I want to show you when you're around next, when you're, you nice. know, maybe a weekend or whatever. I got some good stuff I want to watch with you and just see your, like, oh my God, I wish I could have seen that back in the day type thing. Like, tape trading was tight when you could watch some of these guys. <laughs> man. But, yeah, I mean, this, this match, I, I, can't, I can't give it justice talking about how much I like this yeah. match. I, I consensusly immediately went five stars. I called, I called, like, I called Elijah because nobody answered their phone. And suddenly it's Elijah, <laughs> that's the last person I called on a wrestling match. Like, I just had to talk to somebody about that match. It was so good. Yeah, you were hyped. It was good to hear you hyped uh, for something about wrestling for, for a while. And, and this was a match that, you know, uh, to see live, you know, would have been amazing. I, I knew a few guys that, that went to it. And I texted one of them. I was like, what do you think of that, that tag match? He was like, that's the best match I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> he was like, and he just happened to get a ticket. You know, they were just like, hey, you want to go? He's like, sure. You know, because his sister couldn't go. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm very jelly that uh, they got to witness that, but uh, very very happy at the same time because that's <laughs> that's wrestling, man. When when it can invoke every sort of emotion, when you're yeah you're rooting for certain people, and then the Bucks bring it back to you, we're like, oh no, yeah, the, the young Bucks are cool. You know, it's just it was such a great freaking thing, uh, great match, great story, and and again that crowd. That's why I say Chicago is the best wrestling city. It's all of the world. And then the next match happens, which uh, wasn't bad, but I I, I would say was put in an unfortunate spot, if you will, Ryan. I went two and three quarters on on it. It picked up towards the back end. Yeah, my my only issue with the match is Nyla Rose is just not ready. And it's not... You know, it's neither here nor there. It's no one's fault. It's just she's just not she's not ready to be in the in the spot that they're putting her in, I think. Mm. And for whatever, you know, whatever reason, Statlander couldn't get a lot out of her, it seemed like too. <clears throat> so I don't know. It just it, it like you said, they were put in in one of the worst spots you could you could imagine having to follow that. You know, it's like here you go, guys, yeah. have fun. <laughs> do do do, but you know it's uh, yeah, it, it was an okay match. Like I said in the beginning, it was a little sloppy on both ends. I, I would say, but uh, probably the last four or five minutes of it uh, picked up, and you know it's Nyla Rose. She's she's still uh, I don't want to say learning because she's obviously signed to a major company, but you know I, I'd say she's she's getting her footing in uh, for sure. Uh, speaking of footing, uh, unless you can get a uh, ring up made out to that, uh, we have the ultimate grudge match. Uh, MJF uh, taking on Cody, which Cody, uh, two things wrong with this whole entire setup, I would say. A, bro, you got to watch WrestleMania 14 and realize cool theme songs usually don't make for cool live entrances. As we found out uh, from whatever yeah, Jack the Finger he was, was uh, my God, that was awful. And uh, just because, 
you hire a SoundCloud artist doesn't mean you should get a neck tattoo. But, hey, I get it. Symbolism. You do you, even though the missus does not like it. Uh, But uh, MJF Cody, good match. I would say, again, kind of dragged in the beginning as, you know, a Cody match usually does. You know, as we always said, you know, in that Ring of Honor, you know, type of days and New Japan days where, of course, it's picked up in AEW. Uh, but uh, MJF playing a, a great heel. Hell, he even got busted open first. I mean, yeah. Cody got busted open. No, he did. Uh, that was a that was a good swerve, you know, if you will. MJF bleeding profusely there, but of course, him socking Cody with the ring after Cody uh, got a little uh, into giving MJF multiple crossroads. Uh, so it was a good win by MJF. The right guy won, I would say. A uh, pretty good match, you know, for for the blow off, you know. Ex- Maybe a little more uh, excitement, if you will, but you know it, it was fine for what it was. Uh, MJF, you know, still killing it as the heel, flipping off kids, telling them their pieces of bleep. Uh, and uh, <laughs> hey, I'm all for that, I suppose. But uh, you know, a pretty good match. I I maybe would have preferred seeing them in a cage uh, instead of Wardlow, but uh, I'm sure we'll get that into the future. Yes, this is fun. This is a good match. And it, it, it was your perfect Cody match. You had all your angles. You had you intertwined a ton of things. Arn Anderson gets kicked in the chest and goes down. And Brandy Rhodes gets a spot with Wardlow. And he, yep. he slides the ring on to, to counter the crossroads after he keeps going for too many crossroads. So it, it, it was good in the sense that it showed that Cody was, was not thinking. And it cost mm-hmm. him the match. So I thought that was cool. Um I think when MJF starts to really figure it out in the ring, man, he's gonna be a he's gonna be a player for a long time. Oh gosh, yeah. I mean, he's already established that character, and it's you know just a few you know maybe different moves you know he can add to his arsenal. I I, I think uh, you're right. He, he's gonna be the guy that everyone's gonna be talking about in all all of professional wrestling, if you will. You know, he, he's kind of like that, a step under Jay White. You know, yeah. in that aspect, you know, two Who different types of young lion. Like, an, uh, ah. if Jay White was a heel as a young lion, that's MJF, where he's learning. <laughs> but when he figures it out, it's. But I he's mean, not like the Miz, where the Miz was learning for many years. Where MJF, I, th- I think, has to step up over, you know, Miz yeah. when he first started. Yeah, he's better. But Miz had that character for sure. Um. But, no, I, I would say this was fine. Uh, you know, it, I forgot what else I was going to say with that. Oh, uh, just because, again, Cody, you have a SoundCloud artist perform for you live and you get a neck tattoo like you're affiliated with SoundCloud artists. Doesn't mean as a face you come out with like a 12-person entourage. What the hell was that about? He's a face <laughs> and he's coming out with nine, 90 people. That's because the adrenaline is in his soul. Speaking of adrenaline, uh, a match that is on my match of the year list. Yes, I expected a Lesnar squash in this, but boy, were we uh, greatly disappointed here. Uh, We had Orange Cassidy freshly squeezed, taking on that bastard. Yes, known as Pac. No longer Pac. Pac. My God, Ryan. Justin Roberts off on that. Like he gets off on that. Like Justin Roberts, that's like his, 
yeah. gets the big dog when he's like, he is a bastard. <laughs> Pack! <laughs> but he, I, <sighs> oh, I love it. I love this match. Orange Cassidy again, you know, Pack, give, let's give the props to him. You know, Orange Cassidy's doing the, the kicks the, uh, to the ankles there, and Pack reciprocates. You know, he, he plays <laughs> along with it and the just crowd. crushes him. And then Pack just shoves him like a bully. Yep. It's like, yep. I don't have time for this shit. The glasses come off, and the move sets turn a lot quicker. My God. Fun, fun match. Uh, this is definitely one you got to go out and watch. I, I probably watched this one about three to four times. And well, again, the Rock is a fantastic Chicago crowd. But Pac-Man, he knows, he, he knows what it is to be a wrestler. He knows how to uh, call an audible, if you will. I, I'm sure, meaning he can read, read the room. You know, a lot of wrestlers can't read the room. That, that was Roman Reigns' problem, you know, four or five years ago. You couldn't, you know, change it up on the fly. Pac was like, okay, let's do something. Let's change the perspective on how people thought this match went. And I'm pretty sure this was at least, I, I don't know, about 10, 11 minutes. But for moments, you're like, is, you know, OC going to pick up the win here? And Pac's like, nah, I, I have the death triangle uh, you know, coming out to assist me to take out the best friends and, and whatnot there, uh, meaning the Lucha Bros and Pac is now a stable, which very Dragon Gate-like I'm all about. But uh, Orange Cassidy, some awesome moves. DDT off the uh, top ropes, a lot of counters here and there. Uh, doing some uh, suicide dives. Uh, but that air raid crash, man, by... Uh, by Orange Cassidy, <laughs> where he almost picked up the victory. It was awesome. Brutalizer gets locked in for the win. Pac gets a submission. Uh, what do you think of the Death Triangle? And am I crazy for thinking this should be on uh, early match of the year 2020? Um, no, there's a lot of people that love this match. Like, you're, you are all, I would, I would, I would dabble between three and a quarter, three and a half, because I was very entertained by it. But I never at one point thought Pac was ever going to lose, so that's the only thing that just kept me out of it. But mm-hmm. I love that they let Orange Cassidy work, and he didn't just yes. do the comedy, because he's such a good worker. And that's the only thing that... it's. It, I have a love-hate with Orange Cassidy, because I know there's so much more he could do. But man, if you got yourself a money gimmick and you can get over doing half as much work, go on with your bad self, man. Get your money... <laughs> Save your career. I can never judge you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just, oh, yeah. that's why I have a love and hate with him because when I, when he's not, I'm like, God, he's so good, man. This dude, it's, he can work. And, but this was great. I mean, I don't know what's up with all these shapes, though. The inner circle, the death triangle. Like, what's the, are we going to get circles. Yeah. Yeah. Inner circle, death triangle, the vortex squares. Like, what's the next one we're going to do? Vortex get? Like, squares. <laughs> but I get I like it because it gives the Lucha Bros something to do. I don't know if Pat needs a stable, but I think he's with. He had he's a RED man. Action. Yeah, but even with RED, like it still was eight to stable to me. It still it was. It still was eight to stable to me. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I I guess I didn't really know RED. Kind of, you know. 
with before pack. You know, I only kind of saw the the last you know couple of uh, events that he was on there, but um, interesting. I like how it's it's kind of Ata's gimmick because you know how always, big of a mark I am for him. Like even when Pac would be there, Ata's the one talking shit to people. You know, it yes, was him yep. and then he had Big Ben behind him before they turned on Ben K. So he had Ata and Big Ben, and then Pac was there as the champion, just kind of like sitting in the corner, you know, and. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was, oh man, Ben K is such a douchebag. Him and Big R Shimizu and that Ata, you know, and, and they, <laughs> it worked too because that's how they made Ben K get over so well and have that, that fun little title run there. Um, so that, that worked really well. But that was, that was the one difference. Like, I just always saw Ata as the real extreme diffusion leader. We get, we got a, we got a grand. Oh, is that? Hello. No, just in case if I get uh, logged off, I'm I'm calling okay. in because I, I got I thought... coronavirus internet. Oh, should I? I'll, I'll leave them both on. I apologize. Oh, okay, perfect, perfect. <laughs> but yeah, no, I have that on mute just in case. So, um, <laughs> yes, yes. Um. So that was that's like so so that's kind of where it was, but but I I mean he was the one who brought all the attention to the group. I mean that's no, there's no questions asked about that. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's cool, and it gives like I said, it gives the Lucha Brothers something to do hopefully with this, and you know I, they're feuding with best friends, and you know good because I I would I want to see Beretta and Pack. I want to see those guys go. I think that'd be awesome. Oh, guess what? Oh no, we got uh, Pack and. Uh... What's his? Ah, oh, why can't I think? Uh, Chuck the T. Chuck and gentlemen, rolling baby. <laughs> <laughs> Which that was a good bout. I mean, they gave him some time last week, so yeah, him and uh, Beretta. Which you look at Beretta and how tan he is, and then he talks, and you're like, what? <laughs> like the most soft-spoken <laughs> human being. You look like you should be like, I'm gonna kick your ass, like a Bun Strowman voice. It's like, hey guys, what's up? I'm like, what? <laughs> Lost, lost sounder for uh, WrestleCast Radio. <laughs> uh, Chris Jericho, John Moxley, Moxley wins the main event. Oh, with three and three quarters. I might have went a little too high on it, but I just thought it felt. I think here I'm going to say this. I think I liked Cassidy and Pack better, but Jericho Moxley actually like truly felt like a big time main event fight. Main event. Oh, like, yeah. We haven't felt that in America in a long time where, like, I mean, yes, we get it in Japan all the time, you know, but this felt like a big deal. Um, Was it a little weird to you when all of a sudden, like, he revealed he could see? Like, what was the point? Like, <laughs> you're like, well, why didn't you do that before? <laughs> like, and Jeremy when, like, when he had blood all over his there? face, too, didn't he? Yeah. Maybe the blood like, made him see. And maybe that's what it was, was he was just taking it off to get the blood out, but it was just like, and then Jericho's like, that's not fair, he can see! And then he loses. Yeah. I was like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> that was kind of odd. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, to be fair, I mean, he, give props to Mox for for living that kayfabe life uh, for, what, about over a month? Uh, right. Hell, even in Japan, on cruises. So you gotta give him up to that. We, we didn't see the eye patch as much 
you know, it was more wrapped up tape gauze, you know, in Japan, and that shit would slide off, what, 20 seconds into a match, uh, especially <laughs> if it was, you know, with, with a Lance Archer, you know, in a, a Texas death match. That was off, like, within the first couple of minutes. But uh, for this, yeah, I was, you know, a little little hokey with that aspect, but it played the Jericho's, you know, heelness and his, you know, what do you mean? And then, of course, yeah. that's how he loses, you know, where it's just common sense. But, you know, for, for me, it worked. Great entrance, you know, with the with the Judas Choir, I thought was awesome. Like you said, had that main event. Mox is entering, you know, from from the outside of the arena, walking in where where Dave was, you know, twenty feet away from Moxley. He's like, oh yeah, Mox is right there. Um, but it was, you know, I, I thought this was a fine match. This was a good, you know, heavyweight championship match. You know, it, it was a slow burn in the first, you know, I'd say ten. It's, but that's kind of what you expect with these two to, to kind of build up there. And uh, Jericho's still doing great stuff, you know, even taking the L, uh, you know, Moxley being the second AEW champion, nothing against that whatsoever. Uh, you know, I, I'm happy they didn't draw out this feud for another, you know, couple of months until double or nothing. Not Moxley, if it is going to, you know, be in Vegas, uh, which I believe it is, um, you know, he's, he's going to come home as champion. So I think that'll definitely help. Uh, some ticket sales, it, you know, like they needed anyways for pay-per-view, but I thought this was great. This was this classic booking, classic wrestling, and oh yeah, you know, it, Jericho got his comeuppance. You know, everything works out. Moxley has his eye back. I thought AEW had a, you know, another fantastic pay-per-view here and, uh, you know, did not leave uh, disappointed where, like I said, I've watched multiple matches multiple times and uh, I will probably continue to do so throughout the rest of this year. Or until coronavirus I, gets it. <laughs> I I think it was smart too that you know Jericho's supposed to be taking off like a month to go tour. Mm-hmm. If they would have had him hold the title till do- double or nothing, then you know he's gonna lose the title. Mm-hmm. Whereas this was smart because you took it off him be- before people realized he's gonna be gone. So not as many mm-hmm. people expected it. And I think ultimately when it was all said and done. I think Jericho was just the placeholder to build the ratings and notoriety. I think Moxley was always the guy who was going to be that first cha- Like, who the first real champion is that they were crowning. You know what I mean? And, oh, for sure. And and that's why I think Jericho did such a good job is because it was it just felt like that. Like, they, they knew that Moxley was going to be the guy, but let's not give it to him because we need to build him up to take that strap. And what a better person to do it than Jericho. So, great booking, great way to do it. You had him lose the title early. And then they even teased him never coming back on wrestling the, the Wednesday after. He's like, if you can walk off on your own two feet, I'll leave for 60 days. And I'm like, oh, they're mm-hmm. getting off. And then Jericho beats his ass and doesn't leave. And I was like, oh, he, beats- yeah. he got me again. Again, you swerved the swerve. Yep. what AEW yeah. likes to do where, you know, they're like, all right, we're going to get them because it broke that, you know, Fozzie's on tour and, and you know, that that's a credit to Khan, the Bucks, Jericho, Omega, the 90 other EVPs, because again, they're Mark two. you know, we're all in that, that, that same era. So, you know, we, we know what we want. We know what we like, we know what we don't like, and you know, we know what they know what's good for TV. You know, so, you know, it, it all come down to, you know, an enjoyable experience. And and what's good, too, is is they don't always swerve the swerve, too. Like, MJF was so obvious to turn, and then they did it. And yeah. it worked. You know, so it's like they keep the obvious when, you know, when it's the smart play, 
But when you're on the fence where it's obvious is the best moves, they don't always do it. That's what I think I like about it. Mm-hmm. Very valid. Yeah, valid point for sure. Um, um, speaking of valid points, Elimination Chamber. But if you are listening live, thank you to that one person. Um, you uh, <laughs> will be kicked off. But you can find us on Podcastable, of course, on Spotify, Apple uh, Apple Podcast, uh, iHeartRadio Podcast, uh, TuneIn FM Radio. Uh, you know the drill. <laughs> you go, just go places and we're there. Yeah, um, blogtalkradio.com forward slash strong style media. Thank you as always. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash wrestlecast. Don't forget, do you Puro Bro? Uh, also, we got the uh, fantastic uh, Japanese blue uh, Wrestlecast radio shirts, and of course, the Lake Show. And of course, the midway there. So uh, go rock it, 19.99 for some awesome shirts, as well as countless thousands upon thousands of others. And uh, give us a like over on Twitter at WrestleCast underscore SSM Facebook WrestleCast Radio. Um, I found the the main show I want you to watch. That's what I've hinted at before. It's from July eighteenth, two thousand five. It's the Noah Destiny show. Uh, do you remember mm-hmm. what? New Japan did uh, the first night of the Dome this year, which was the biggest show in, in like 10, 15 years or whatever. What did they say? 39,000, something like that? 40? 40,000, yep. So Do I Noah, remember what they did or what the first match was? Well, just just the attendance because um, oh, of how, yes. how big it was. They're like, oh, my God, 40,000. So Noah, 2005 in July, ran the Dome. Um the the attendance sixty two thousand for this show. What? Uh, How many? <laughs> sixty two thousand. Yikes! Sixty two thousand for who? Who's there? Marafuji. So ten matches on the card. I'm going to read you this card. This is what I want to watch with was you. Was Kenta Kobashi there? Uh, the opening match has Mitsuo Momoda. He's what, the little old guy with the blue trunks that always seems to win these gimmick battle royals on these, these <laughs> like destroyer memorial shows. He tags with Suyoshi Kikuchi and a very young Katsuhiko Nakajima, who's one of my favorites. Whoa. Taking on Masashi Aoyagi Sua and a very, not very young, he was 35 probably at the time, Takashi Sugera. <laughs> 35? Yeah, he's like 50, Sugera. Whoa, I want to look like that when I'm 50. No shit. <laughs> uh, then we had Taimon Honda and Go Shiyazaki taking on Takeshi Morishima and Mohamed Yone. Yone is Jeez. the man with the, with the afro that you had seen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, eight-man tag, we get Takuma Sano, Jun Izumita, Har- Haruku, Egan, and Akira Tawai. Tawai's a little bit past his prime, but that's okay. Taking on... Shiro Koshinaka, who was a New Japan mainstay in the 90s, and the dark agents, Akatoshi Saito, Kishin Kawabata, and Masao Inoue. The dark uh, agents? How was that match? Do you remember that match? Uh, Saito is that old, no-neck, muscular guy you saw in that Noah show you had watched. He tagged with that other older guy where they just look like you're, you're like, oh, it's, that's just like Uncle Frank and his friend. And they just, he had the oh, skinny yeah. hair. <laughs> Um, then we had Black Mask, who was played by Ricky Marvin. 
awesome luchador, <laughs> taking on Mushkin Terry. For those that don't know, Mushkin Terry is now man you've seen in Noah and All Japan, Alex Kotaro Suzuki. He's the guy with that cool oh. red mask and the blonde hair. Yep. And he tagged with the guy that he tags with the guy that you really like that I'll get to in the third from the top match, but we'll wait on that. Next match, Global Honor Crown Junior Heavyweight title match. Kenta getting the title shot against the heel master Yoshinobu Kanemaru. Oh, that's tight. Whoa. Then Junakiyama tagging with Makoto Hashi, um, getting a GHC tag title shot against Naomichi Marafuji and Minoru Suzuki. Wait, what? They were champions <laughs> together? Yep. That doesn't yep. make any sense. What was their old tag name? I don't I don't know if they had one. I, I'll have to look that up. I don't think they did, though. Um, but don't quote me on that. Uh, that then Junakiyama. Fourth from the top is the GHC heavyweight title match. Takeshi Rikio defends against Go Ace Hiroshi Tanahashi. How the hell did that happen? <laughs> In the Third from the top, Kotaro Suzuki's partner in Stinger, that you were like, holy shit, this old guy rules. Oh. Ogawa. <laughs> <laughs> Ogawa taking on one of the best ever, Jinichiro Tenru. In the oh, wow. semi-main event, Kenta Kobashi versus Kensuke Sasaki. That's the match where I showed you the three-minute clip of them doing nothing yep. but chopping back and forth. So this oh, would be yeah. the entire match, which, uh, spoiler, there's a Northern Lights driver off the ring apron in this match. Jesus. <laughs> and then in your main event, Toshiaki Kawada taking on Mitsuharu Misawa. Um, this show is so good. <laughs> 62,000 plus at uh, the Tokyo Dome for this. Wait, so Misawa died in the ring? Yeah, Go Shiozaki. That's why a lot of people think Go Shiozaki had a rough career and why he's just now getting the title. He's the one who essentially did it. How? What What happened? Go Shiozaki gave him just a big belly-to-back suplex and the solid landed on his head like he normally liked to do and just died in the ring. Wow. So people blame Shiozaki because it was Masawa. Wow. He told his wife he planned to retire by the end of that year. Yeah. Huh. Wow. That is horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that doesn't have him... get big play in America. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Is, you know, it's kind of farewell run with everything. And then Go Shiozaki, him and Takashi Morishima were the two guys they were building to be the next guys. And Shiozaki you know, was the one who, I don't want to say killed Masawa, but he's the one who did the move that did it. And then Morishima turned into a, just a lunatic and was like trying to rob people for money. And, you know, that's that's where Noah kind of had the downfall. There are two guys that they were ready to make the next stars, you know, because Kobashi and Kawada and Masawa and, you know, Tenru and all these guys weren't going to be there forever. I mean, Ogawa's still there. Sagara's still there in Nakajima and whatnot, but yeah, they, they, the guys they finally wanted to, um, it just didn't happen. Dark, bad circumstances. Well, they could not afford to cancel the tour's remaining dates after his death. Wow. That is nuts. Yeah. 
Isn't that crazy? Holy moly. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. I I had no idea that that's how wow, his first and second cervical vertebrae were separated. Jesus. Yeah. Wow. So and that that's was crazy. what what halted Shiozaki and he kind of had that scarlet letter for the longest time. Yeah, cuz I was surprised to see his I was when when you mentioned him earlier, I was like, "Wait, he's been wrestling that long?" I mean, he he's in great shape now. So that's why, you know, I'm just like, "What?" You know, mm-hmm. he's but that's that's crazy. Crazy crazy. You know, and now he's finally wearing like the Masala green like they had Kiyomiya doing. Mm-hmm. And kind of changed it up finally is because it's finally like it's off of his burden, you know, and so they finally gave him oh, the title. Oh, gotcha. So yeah, in the nineties, so- I mean, you obviously had New Japan. You know, some say the the golden era, if you will. But was mm-hmm. Noah essentially then number two? I mean, I think there's a there's a span where you could say Noah and and all Japan were as higher higher than New Japan. Hmm. Well, yeah, because Dragon Gate and uh, what you call well, that was 2005 though. This this show, so maybe mm-hmm. yeah, that's wild, huh? Because yeah, you don't get the Akata era till what 2012, six seven years, yeah, yeah, February like 13th of 2013, I think is when he won the title or 2012. <laughs> So twenty, so two thousand and twenty ten, essentially. That that's kind of like a dark period for Japanese wrestling, or yeah, all Japan was high kind of selling. Weird, they were in a weird spot. I wonder what, man, what was even even Noah running around that time? I had really gotten out of Japanese wrestling. Like I had really, like what, I'm just randomly looking at a card. Agawa in this Destiny promo poster looks exactly the same. <laughs> like, he's got a version. But you know how, like, guys in their 60s looking like, yeah, I still look like I'm 34. Like, that's what this picture of Ogawa looks like. Like, he's 34, but he's just like, yep, I'm going to whoop your ass. I'm going to take you to the mat. <laughs> Leather coat and all. Yeah, I mean, like, like, I don't even see, like, I mean, Kenta was was kind of getting to the end of his run. Kotaro Suzuki was doing things. I mean, there. I'm looking at a show from September of 2010. The main event was at Sushi Aoki. Ooh, wow! Uh, Semi main was Yoshinobu Kanemaru and Taiji Shimori. There was a Muhammad Yone Akatoshi Saito match. Kotaro Suzuki Goshiyazaki. Kenta was in the third match. Ogawa against Maybach or Shuhei Taniguchi. Inoue and Marishima against Marvin and Sugera. Like, I mean, it, 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 good people, but man, it just wasn't. It was just a weird spot. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. That's crazy. I mean, you could say the WWE, you know, as we've seen this ruthless aggression, you know, that, that, that era was kind of a stalemate kind of in that beginning of, of 2003, I would say for, you know, when essentially they went to TNN, whatever you want to call it, you know, that era, you know, during the summer, I don't know if it was because I was, you know, a little bit older, you know, if it was college or whatnot, but for me, it was just like, I don't need to watch wrestling. I'm going to go out. You know, and, and Raw was a big thing for me. SmackDown wasn't a big mm-hmm. thing for me. You know, the the draft, you know, the big stuff I would watch, you know, here and then. But 
you know, looking back, I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't really watch it as much. You know, of course, I kept up with it a little bit more th- than I do now. But I was just like, huh, to me, that just seemed like, you know, such a, a stalemate of a time, especially when they had no competition. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm looking back in 2010 here. Ryota Hama won the title March 21st for All Japan, um, beating Kojima. He had zero defenses. Held it for 42 days, lost it to Minoru Suzuki, who lost it to Suwama, better for 420 days. That was his second title run. So that was when they just started getting Suwama going. But they just got done coming off of Reigns. Like, Kawada held it for 529 days. Then he lost it to Kojima, who held it for 502 days. And then Taoki had a quick transition period. Then Suzuki had it for 357. So they had these long, long runs going. And then they just kind of had. It's a weird spot. Like, I, I don't know why they went with Hama. Mm-hmm. I mean, they tried to go with Kojima again. Suzuki, they tried to put the belt back on. Akiyama ended up taking it after Suwama. Then, then we had the Akaboto run. Matsukatsu Funaki was champion for 200 days. Get the frick out of here. Yeah. Jesus, you know, and then it's, just, it's just kind of bouncing. Omori, Suwama, Doring. Shiozaki back to Akaboto to Akiyama to Suwama and then we kind of start getting into the Kento run after that. Kento Ishikawa Kento Suwama during Kento Zeus Kento. But yeah. Kento V Kento. <laughs> it's an interesting period of time. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. What do you, yeah, what do you also an interesting period of time now with Tom Brady potentially being a buccaneer. What? I still think he's one of the tights. That could be, oof, man. Sportscast Radio's own Jordan Jiskra, but uh, yeah, yeah, tighten up uh, is just. Uh, <laughs> whoo, no, I, I'd say Tampa. It's going to be Tampa. I'm, I'm going, Titans or Chargers. No, no Niners, huh? No. Breaking no. news: WrestleMania canceled. Not because of the COVID uh, nineteen, but because the card is trash. <laughs> Wait, what do you want to do? You want to go through chamber, or do you, or do you still yeah, want to go through there? Let's go through. Let's go through, let's go through chamber. Let's do rapid um, fire. All right, Viking Raiders defeat Hawkins and Ryder. Didn't see it. No cool. idea that oh. happened. Uh, Daniel Bryan defeats Drew Gulak in the best awesome. WWE match in a decade. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, not a decade, but... <laughs> oh my god, it was a treat. That went four and a quarter. I've never, Dude, I've never like the last year of WWE feels like a decade. Let's be honest. <laughs> I, I've never nonchalantly like started getting, like writing reviews on a, a WWE pay per view. And I was like, oh, yeah, that, man, that was a four and a quarter. All right, let's do it. Now, wait, what? Did I just say four and a quarter? <laughs> on a, on a, on a, on a I was like, oh my god. This match rocks, dude. Drew, what Drew what did I text you? What did I text you when I watched um, this match? Oh, there's that breaking news thing you sent me. Um oh. didn't watch. Oh, that's I, even it's like watching a Ring of Honor pure bout. Which they are yeah. bringing back the pure championship. But that's what this felt like. It was just like, you know what? Got him Skinner wrestle. versus Nails. <laughs> no, no one wants that. But thanks yeah, to like Skinner for FTW. Yeah. 
God, that's why he canceled that because of COVID-19 just because of Carter's trash. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is good. Uh, and speaking of good, Andrade uh, defeats Humberto Carrillo. I went yeah. three orders on this match. I almost went four again. Whoa. I was like, you yeah, a lot of fun. baby. Man. Like, Man. if you mean to tell me these are what a WWE pay-per-view is going to be, I will watch this shit. And you know what? I mean, Vince McMahon doing the American uh, thing in, in 2020, just giving the uh, sending the Mexicans to do all the work. Yeah, dude, that's what WCW did. Yeah, and look where it got the... Oh. Yeah, well, that's that's not their fault. I'll never forget when Bret Hart, Gene Oakland's like, Bret Hart, who are you defending the title against? He's like, one of the most dangerous wrestlers in the world. Uh, Gene, I don't even know if I should be doing this. Who is it, Brett? I'm facing El Dandy. El Dandy. <laughs> yes, El Dandy. El Dandy. <laughs> um, Miz and Morrison win the tag chamber. I want, I want a good three stars it. on this bad boy. What? That's yeah. it. Oh, I, I like this match. Now, I, I heard somewhere someone said the best chamber match of all time. Settle the hell down. Whoa. Uh, but this was damn This was damn good. This was a lot of fun. Again, Mexicans doing all the work. Hey, I can say that. I'm 100%, baby. Belucha house party. My God. I, I don't know what a Lunch Dorado is or a Gretchen Metallic or whatever the hell you want to call that. But, boy, they were getting those spots in. I just knew they had those cool house montage reference shirts. And that was the only thing I knew, but it made me enjoy them. Otis, my God, he ran through that pod door like it was uh, nothing. Rude. Ziggler, I love as a tag team, maybe on NWA Power. Uh, but Miz and Morrison looked good. I love the double pin combinations that it started from when they entered the match into the last pin of the match on the uh, Usos, I believe. Like I said, get those two teams in the ring, that's going to bring the house down. But I thought this was a freaking solid, awesome tag match, a cluster bleep, if you will. But it was all good. Uh, everyone played their parts. Awesome, awesome. And oh yeah, the new day were in it, and they were enjoyable as. So I, I thought this was a good match. Again, nothing groundbreaking, not the best ever. But uh, I would watch this again. Yes, slow in some parts. I'll give you that. But again, just kind of seeing the tag teaming from everyone, I thought was a, a joy to watch. Yeah, it was. I thought I thought it definitely picked up. The reason I I gave it a three is I thought the Usos versus the New Day in the opening part was the worst part about the match. It just mm-hmm. seemed like they, they didn't were do not, anything for like the first yeah. minutes. They were just walking around like, yep. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> and then I'm watching uh, Lindsay Durant or Grand Metallic just start like he he's diving around and then he takes like five minutes to jump off the pod on Otis or whatever. I'm like, are you ever gonna jump? And he keeps yeah. looking at him, and he's like, Lizzy, Lizzy. And he, he's like, it's almost like Rico, Jeff, Jeff, at Survivor Series. Where are you, damn it, Jeff? <laughs> when Jeff Hardy was supposed to knock him off the rope. And then Lindsay oh. Dorado, now this is awesome. I'm not discrediting him climbing up the structure and hanging from the ceiling. But, man, the whole time they all spent just looking, and they kept Standing, looking. Standing, yeah. Kept looking. I'm like, come on! And then he does the shooting star press, and nobody catches him. Like, how does nobody <laughs> catch him with his company? I, nobody can do it. 
I forgot who but said it, but that. but they were they were just saying they were like one thing I wish uh, you know uh, that would stop in pro wrestling is waiting to get hits from like a dive or something like that, or, you yeah. know, or someone you know on the outside. And I'm like, yeah, I agree. And they totally did that twice in the same match with the same team. Yeah, and, and like Otis is screaming, Lindsay, like stop, <laughs> like what are you doing, man? Bro, but that Tucker running senton off that pod, off the top. Man, that's a really good spot. Yeah, yeah, I I agree wholeheartedly. Like the beginning, just it just felt a little awkward and off at the beginning, but then it picked up, and I I really Mm -hmm. liked the conclusion. So I like Miz and Morrison 2.0. I I think they're a really good heelish tag team. Like how the Miz isn't as Miz, and and they just wrestle. I think that's what we need, uh, you know, especially as the uh, SmackDown tag champs. And I, I think uh, I'm all for it. Morrison, it, it's good to see. He doesn't do too much in there, especially with, you know, with the tag partner. I think this is a great transitional spot for the Miz, elevating another championship. And, you know, uh, like I said, give me them and the Usos. I don't need four other teams. I don't need the New Day to be in it. Them and the Usos at Mania, that's a fa- fine damn good match. Uh, then we had Alex and then we get the next one. Styles. Yeah, I you know I was really digging this match until like I, Undertaker could not do a choke slam anymore. Hey, it was better than Saudi Arabia. I even put yeah. that in my notes. <laughs> like he's got him in the air and he like he like hold, I don't know if he holds on to him too long or it's just like they don't land flat. They're like yeah, they're all jerky with it. Um, Alistair Black, awesome black mask. AJ stole the shit oh stole my the God. hell out of it. You know, it, it was I still went three stars on it. I can comfortably say my first four matches are four and a quarter, three and three quarters, three and three. Never thought I would say that. You know, it was it was good. It just it it started to lead into what basically became uh, the third hour of Monday Night Raw after this match for the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. And that was the only downfall with it. Um, you know, Street Profits, Rollins, and Murphy. You know, I mean, there were some cool spots, but once again, why does Kevin Owens wait until 20 minutes to come down with the popcorn? I just, I think it's happened so much that I'm so over the person that's coming to screw the person waiting till they've already had 40 opportunities to win. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I said about A Cardano. lot of opportunities. <laughs> If you didn't want Chopper to win the title, why did you wait 37 minutes when he hit 19 false finishes? And not even hit him with the belt as Chopper leaned forward. (laughs) I'm leaning forward as much as I can. My 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 problem with the with these two matches, uh, albeit they're they're very generic, but why are we having two wrestlers do meteoras when that's obviously Shima's move? And oh yes, Sasha Banks does that as well. Black, an awesome Meteora, you know, as as he puts Styles through the table. Very, very awesome spot. But you got, you know, Buddy Murphy doing like nine Meteoras throughout the match. I'm yeah. like, bro, we just saw that like 20 minutes ago. <sighs> Learned something new. Uh, Lawler's heel commentary, by the way, I don't know when he would turn to heel again, but man, he sounded like that old racist man shaking fist at Cloud. Uh, and I'm like, I don't know, man, your verbiage isn't sounding too good against uh, against private party, you're kidding, kidding, Street Profits. I know, I know. 
but um, but my my thing is Seth Rollins doing the exact same gimmick as Bray Wyatt and and CM Punk, uh, you know, kind of with uh, the hell was that uh, group with the uh, Gallows and and the bald chick? There you go, there you go. But it's the exact same thing. You know, not only is he biting Jay White's fashion sense of 2019, but he's taking that whole Messiah gimmick, you know, but but making it boring. It's not even fun or refreshing. And hell, one of the stupidest spots I've seen in all of wrestling in a while was Rollins, you know, where he sets up that the, the four-man spot on the top row, power bombs both Street Profits by not even doing or moving them, but they essentially superplex uh, Buddy Murphy off the top row. To me, that was just a, a, a stupid spot that made no sense. That I'm like, how did the wheels get into motion there? Yeah, very very dumb. But the uh, the Dawkins pounce to Rollins, uh, we've seen better. But it was you know a little fun to see that there, and then you know them hitting that power bomb into the splash uh, for for the win for the profits. Good win. Happy they didn't do the uh, the you know the. The tug of war, the uh, this you know the title switch after switch that we always complain about. So happy to see the profits win uh, going in into Mania. I think it helped that we're so close to Mania. So you know, with doing Rollins Owens, you had to keep the titles off them. I I've decided how bad does Buddy Murphy wish he was like Kenny Omega or slightly a Kento Miyahara with his strikes? Like he yeah just wants to be Kenny Omega. God, man. High knee, high knee. Speaking of a high knee, uh, three on one for the Intercontinental Championship handicap match. Champion Braun Strowman taking on Cesaro, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Sami Zayn. Let me repeat those names again, that it has to take three of these guys to take on a one, uh, one guy. Cesaro, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Sami Zayn. Under 10 minutes, this match was, eh, I like what it does for Sami Zayn's character. Of course, Zayn, you know, gets the win after a hell of a kick and a Kinsasha after Nakamura there, which I thought that was a really fun spot there. Didn't expect the match to end there. But, man, what the hell was, was, was this all about? You give the belt, finally, to Braun Strowman just to take it away. <laughs> now, remember, we previewed this. I said, I, I hope the three of them win so they have to, like, split the belt into three, like, lay cool. And then they won. Oh, I, was like, yeah. oh my, I was like, oh, my God, it's going to happen. <laughs> and I was like, oh, never mind. It's going to make Sami Zayn win. And here, this was the other thing I kind of thought was going to happen they didn't do was when one of them was going to pin him, like, I was expecting, like, Nakamura to pin Braun and then Cesaro pulls Nakamura off. He's like, no, I want to be champion. Sami Zayn yeah, tries to get yeah. everyone back under control. Uh, Braun Strowman can jump for a suplex. I don't know why the Fiend can't, uh, but that's a whole other discussion. And then I thought Sami Zayn tore his ACL when he did the Haluva kick. He like kicked him. Yeah, that was back really high. I was like, oh god, he's, <laughs> he's injured. I was like, shit. That's the end of that push. It's like Balor all over again. But oh I mean, my gosh. I, I know you mentioned the you know probable hell in a, or the ladder match for the IC. I'm calling it right now. It's going to be Strowman swashing Sami Zayn at Mania. Uh, is it going to be shorter than Sheamus Daniel Bryan from uh, WrestleMania's past? What was that? No, 17 like, seconds. I'm going to go like 90 seconds because he's going to have to lay out the other two first. 
Is he going to give him like 90, uh, not 90, but like three power slams? <laughs> and then he'll just keep running circles, like shoulder blocking everybody. <laughs> Since it's a mania, do you think he's, uh, if, if Zane has the, uh, the posse of Cesaro Nakamura with him, uh, do you think he gets his own posse, meaning Braun Strowman, and brings back Nicholas? Oh, God. Uh, Shayna Baszler with the most dominant performance in Elimination <laughs> Chamber. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Edge taking Kofi's spot. That was pretty dominant. So Baszler's the first person to eliminate all five people. All five. Um, now, I loved Baszler smoking everyone. And, you know, if you're going in with, with Baszler and it looks like they're not pulling the plug on her like, like we had heard. So you gotta, mm-hmm. you, if you're doing it, you got to make her look strong and look good. She did that. But she did. <laughs> like I said to you, the time in between those last eliminations was just horrendous. Just let them in. Yeah, like you just sit and, and Baszler doesn't have like the presence to make that time go by like a CM Punk would in a in a Rumble or a Lesnar. Mm-hmm. So at some points it was just kind of awkward, and then Oscar's just bouncing around screaming nothing. And but that was Listen. cool. Props to Oscar though for for saying I want in, I want you. Yeah. I thought yeah. that was really cool. So I mean, props to her. Granted, I did fast forward through uh, after I heard Oscar scream for the seventh time. Uh, I did fast forward until she was able to come out of her pod. But uh, I got the gist of it through the mannerisms through the fast forward. Who screams more, Oscar in a pod or Daichi Hashimoto in a submission hold? Oh, Daichi Hashimoto. Hands down. <laughs> Those noises he makes. Um, the other question I had was, how come every time they showed Liv Morgan, she was crying? Because she got her head smashed against the pod in an awesome she, spot. She starts crying on her way into the ring. They show her she in the pod. She, like, she has no chance. She, they show her as she's about to be the next one in the in the chamber, and she's crying like. Was this like just her crowding moment? And she was just overwhelmed oh, by it, or, or was she God, like? I hope not. Like she's I'm in the main event of elimination chamber. Yeah, and you're getting you're over like a fart in church. Like I, <laughs> I feel bad. None of these women got a pop when they walked Oscar to the didn't... ring. No, when they walked to the ring, it was so cold and quiet, man. Ooh. Yeah, fast forward through uh, uh, the entrances. <laughs> <laughs> that was Elimination Chamber. Hey, we should be happy yeah. we didn't bury it. Two things, two things. Is Shayna Baylor doing a modification of the Stormbreaker? Because it was kind of like her signature before the uh, the clutch there, the choke. Yeah, she'd do that, then she'd smoke him with a knee, and then she'd put him in the cure if you to clutch. Second thing, which that was cool. Uh, no love for the uh, the riot squad reunion there. By the way, that was that was pretty cool to kind of see all three back again. But they really well, didn't they, do anything with it with those three. No, they had those two. Like they had two of them fight. Which I don't know why Sarah Logan's in a main event of a pay per view. I forgot. I didn't even know she was still on Raw. I was confused. I'm like <laughs> what? I was like, wasn't she part of Riot Squad? What's going on here? Why aren't they building more towards that? And obviously, I thought what they built towards was making Baszler uh, look like a beast as, as she should going into me uh, 
And now, do you think they do the the Lesnar treat? Do you do you think she just beats Becky's ass if it's not going to be the main event at WrestleMania? Do you think to build her even more? You you have her not squash Becky, but maybe have an under five minute match. No, I don't think so. I th- I still think Becky's beating her. No, no, that's the wrong thing to do. That's why I think it's going to happen. No, no. The only way that happens is somehow Rousey gets DQ'd, gets her uh, 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 Baszler DQ'd, or I still think the best way to end your show is you have Baszler, you know, make, make Becky tap, and then you have Rousey come out from the crowd, celebrate, and then it's those two standing over Becky Lynch, and that starts your new your season of wrestling. Yeah. You really want Rousey to come back and be a sidekick? Yeah, it's better to have her than not to have her on on yeah. the screen. And she doesn't have to. She's your, your female Lesnar. You don't have to have her every week, you know. And and you just you know kind of have that presence at the big shows until she's ready to wrestle again. Which I'm assuming will be at SummerSlam since she was spotted at headquarters in Stamford, Connecticut. Oh snap! He's going to be dirt, back. And she's going to wrestle wrong. Oh, yuck. What are your thoughts on that before we go? Look, it's, it's business-wise, I think it's a great move for him. I don't give a crap about it, though. But Is that really going to move ratings? I Rousey moved ratings. I mean, Gronk's a Super Bowl winning tight end who is a character that people are intrigued of watching. Well, he's a doofus. He's he's a he's a incredibly smart man. Is he? Well, yeah. wise, sure. He Gronk said he hasn't spent one penny of his uh NFL salary yet. He lives off of his endorsements. Good god, all, all those monster energy drinks. <laughs> yeah, like it's one of those things where like you ever notice some of the people that can act the stupidest and be the dumbest people are usually the oh, smartest yeah. people, you know? That's true. And he's, I mean, he's, he's, like, I get it. Like, I understand the move. I understand why you do something like that. But. You God, know, I hope he got... turns on Mojo. <laughs> that would be, all right, I'll, I'll pop for him. Then he goes with Riddick Moss. Shout out to Riddick <laughs> Moss. That's my dude. He's tight as hell. Former Minnesota Golden Gopher. I guarantee you, he picked his NXT day because of Randy Moss. <laughs> Were you being facetious, by the way, saying uh, Moss and and Alexander was a uh, the best match on a Raw Monday? That was the best TV match I've seen in a long time. It was two minutes. It was literally what, two minutes. Alexander got Raw? no offense. Yes, he did. It was like sixty forty. No, no. That, that's that's the opinion. That was a raw TV match is is usually like two to five minutes if it's not like a, a, a two segment match, mm-hmm. and they gave straight action for the entire match, and I thought everything was laid in well. I don't think anything looked lazy. I think Riddick Moss worked really hard. I think Cedric was selling his ass off, and Cedric was hitting some cool high spots on him too, and Moss was bumping for him. 
I really liked really? it. I, I really liked it. I'm not kidding you. I was like, this is good. I don't know what everyone's talking about, how Big Swole's matter husband's jobbed out again. Oh, he's, it's, it's, you're on television in a fake sport. There's, there's people, Kenny Omega said it best. There's a, there's a thing I watched on YouTube. It's a two hour training seminar. Kenny Omega does a pro wrestling syndicate, Pat Bucks wrestling school. And he Whoa. goes over like, he does drills like a, like a normal wrestling seminar. And then he does like a Q and a, and then he brings these guys in the ring and he's having them do tag match, like closing stretches. And he's doing this and that. And he's, and he talks about, he's like, the, the one thing that can, that will make a break wrestling is, you know, you have to have your ditch diggers. You have to have your low, your mid and your upper car guys. And the people who mm-hmm. always have longevity and succeed are the guys that, are okay being a low card guy because they know they're not a main eventer, but they're good enough that they can help people. Why do you think Kurt Hawkins and Heath Slater and Curtis Axel have jobs? Because every time the rock or Shawn Michaels would want to get in a ring, they would ask for one of those guys to bump with them. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and like Cedric Alexander, I love Cedric Alexander. He's so good, but for everybody who who says, oh, he's getting buried, he should have won the title. When he went in there and had those U.S. title matches with AJ Styles, everyone was mad he got jobbed out. He didn't get one peep of a, of a pop. And he doesn't have any charisma. All of, he comes to the ring, and he runs and shakes his hand, and then he points at himself, and then he just walks to the ring. Like, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but you, he doesn't have any charisma. It, it works in full sale because... I would be over in full sale. And I don't even know what the hell I'm doing. But when you go in front of all these people that you, that, you know, that's why, you know, that's just why he's not over. And that's why he's not getting pushed. And everyone equates it to being buried. Well, no, if he's getting buried, why would he be on TV all the time? He's on TV to get these guys over because he can work. Mm-hmm. You need, you need both sides of the, of the spectrum. And, too many people, I think, WWE-wise equated to people just getting buried because we loved them on the indies, and I get that. It, it, and that's what, that's what kind of goes back to the thing I said about Ricochet. Like, it's, there's, there's a cause and effect that, that has to come with all of this of wrestling where you need this to get to this. If you're not trying to push this, well, then what's the point? Like, you can't push everybody. Yeah, that's true. Everyone can't be champion. You know, if you push everybody, we're going to get back to a year and a half ago when WWE was straight 50-50 every week. Yeah. Like, at least now there's the Yeah, we don't want our Hulk Hogan year championship reigns. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, like, look at, like, Becky's been champ since last year's Mania. And she didn't lose it anytime? I, I swear mm-hmm. she did. But the oh, problem is gosh. they don't, they don't have they don't have people like that to, to get her over anymore. Like instead they just throw her to these mm-hmm. long programs with Lacey Evans. Who's not ready for a program. Whatever. Just have her go out there and just beat mm-hmm. somebody. But, it, but there's so, Oh, we have to make sure so-and-so's taken care of her. Like I watch uh, Hawkins and Ryder do their major wrestling figure show where they go and they like buy wrestling figures and they shop figures and stuff. Mm-hmm. These dudes are the happiest human beings I've ever seen in my life. And everyone goes, God, I can't believe they just bury those two guys every week. 
Well, no. <laughs> they understand in pro wrestling there's a winner and a loser. How do you guys get there to make it entertaining? They're doing their job and they love it. That's true. Huh? That's a very good point. You know, so if you're going to try to push this new guy, let's get him in there with somebody like Cedric who they can put on a three-minute match that'll be good instead of him going in like what, it ain't going to do him no, no favors to go try to work No Way Jose who's dog shit in the ring. Like, he ain't getting you over. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Unless... <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, it's, it, why do you think R Truth still has a job? <laughs> you know, people like working with him because he doesn't. He, you can tell he's just there to do what they need to and do the best he can, and that's why mm-hmm. he's got longevity in a career. But, you know, if if every you know everybody talked about too, and I don't mean to keep ranting on this, but everyone talked about. Lesnar squashed Kofi, and I can't believe they did that. Kofi Kingston is like one of the longest tenured employees they have. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with Kofi Kingston. Every time you look at him, he's got a title. <laughs> he ain't getting buried. That's true. He's always a champion. You know, so it's like people got to calm down. And I think that's what makes WWE so hard is you get these people who just go bonkers about things and then WWE does stupid things and then people are mad about it. Then it just, you just hear it and it's just like, oh, this is like such a chore. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to defend WWE, but I mean, at some point it's like somebody's got to win, somebody's got to lose. Do you think it's the oversaturation of wrestling at the moment? Just the easiest way to get to any and everything that that's kind of jaded wrestling fans? Like Nick Aldis, he he says American you know wrestling fans need to stop fetishizing Japanese wrestling. They said you know he was like you need to get over that to start you know loving and and enjoying the American product. I think he's he's kind of right with with the smarks and and the Japanese wrestling is like he's like hey everyone it, wrestling's wrestling at the end of the day just because it's done in Japan and the Japanese ring. Does it make it the the end all be all? Yeah, I don't think he's necessarily wrong with that, because if you listen to like, I mean, hell, listen to me half the time. Listen to what you were saying earlier. You know, we we praise DDT and then we just dog shit on on the U.S. shows minus Revolution. Mm-hmm. You know, so and, and it's a whole different style of wrestling, and I think that that is a that's a good point. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And I think that's why recently I don't enjoy it, but I'm less harsh about the booking of WWE because I took a Whoa. step back and said like, like, and not, I, I'm not saying the storylines, but I'm just saying with the way that people, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to get out of the, oh, they're just burying that guy. Like, not to dog hunter, but Triple H buried people. This is not what's happening here. Mm-hmm. Like he would literally go over you in the promo and then dominate you in the match and then beat you clean and then just kick you to the curb. That's not <laughs> happening now. The storylines are still shit. You know, guys like Seth Rollins are sh- just don't do anything for me. 
they're at least trying new things. Like if you look at the the roster five years ago to now, there's so many different people on this roster. Oh yes, yeah. Oh for sure. I mean, for them to say they don't listen to the you know the the IWs, I mean, you're sadly mistaken because. Look at all a lot of their champions, a lot of the smaller guys, you know, over the last, you know, like you said, from five years, you know, since I, I would say the Dana Bryan aspect, you know, WrestleMania 30, hell, you could oh, even yeah. say Punk, you know, the year before that, uh, you know, with that, that match with Lesnar and uh, and The Undertaker, where, you know, it's just like, okay, you know, they're believing more and more into these guys here. And, you know, I, I would say it's the character development, it's the NXT aspect. You know, it's hard, you know, as, as we both said, watching these awesome documentaries on the uh, WWE Network, you know, whether it's about Ruthless Aggression or the FCW, it always boils down to one thing. What's the one thing these talking heads always said? You're, you're, you're wrestling for an audience of one. It doesn't matter. There's 29 people in creative. It doesn't matter. There's, you know, seven executives or whatnot. At the end of the day, if Vince McMahon doesn't like it or like you you're done. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then, that honestly needs to stop. You know, with AEW, yeah. at least there's like 20 voices that they all listen and say, okay, this is feasible. Let's do it. You know, or Game Changer or, you know, New Japan. I'm sure, you know, a lot of wrestlers have some say, but, you know, today Gato does what it makes sense for the storyline purposes of where he maps it out for that six to eight to, you know, 12 months there for, for New Japan. Same with DDT. Yeah. You know, Takagi, is an excellent booker, which I'm sure he boots out, you know, in some ways. But, you know, what's great with those guys is they modify, they can adapt to what's hot at that time as well. You know, if their, mm-hmm. you know, plan wasn't going to that. A la Kenny Omega leaving New Japan and saying, oh, we got Jay White here that could fill this role that we can build a month beforehand and then, you know, have him win the title from Tanahashi a year after he, quote unquote, shit the bed, you know, in his debut match at the Dome. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. it's just all- crazy in, in, in that different things and when it comes down to it too it you know the wrestlers make up you know 80 percent of it you know i i would say you know whether it's the in ring whether it's the mic work or, or you know outside of the ring you know they're, they're just as you know at fault or you know a pat on the back as as Vince mcmahon is when it comes to uh wwe so mm-hmm. a lot of different facets yeah it's yeah i think that's really important because it's just you, i think it's just People, people become, people on a lot of social media get get into these people, and then when they lose, they just equate it to the company hates them. Well, no, you can't always win everything. Yeah, you know. But then you it, give you, Goldberg a championship. Look, <laughs> they had the they popped the biggest rating they had in, on, yeah. on Fox in months, and it was That's the most uh, liked post on their Instagram's history. Whoa, really? Yeah, it had almost a million likes in like 24 hours. Spear versus Spear. <laughs> I, I love how they give him the blue belt. Like, I, why was that just randomly there? And who didn't see that sitting there going, oh, I wonder why that belt's there? Like, Feed came out with the other one. Yeah. <laughs> and they give him, I was oh, like, wait, gosh. why did he win the, the mouth belt? Yeah, you know, but like to, to everybody who you know goes goes back with that, oh, you know they buried Kofi. Well, you also just got to realize he just got done being the the WWE champion for six months. Mm-hmm. How is he being buried? 
And then, like, two weeks later, he wins the tag title. (laughs) Obviously, Vince McMahon loves those dudes. He's been employed for years. Mm -hmm. You know? (laughs) So, I don't know. I just... People, people try to. That's. I think that's what always makes WWE ultimately so hard to enjoy. Is just no matter if it's bad booking, bad storylines, bad wrestling, or just bad fans in general. There's always something where you're just like, ugh, when it comes to it. Just enjoy wrestling. Just enjoy AEW Revolution. We we both recommend it. That's that's a highly great show. Ryan recommends Elimination Chamber. I'd recommend eighty percent. Honestly. I recommend everything up until like just watch the first half. Watch the first three matches, <laughs> and then the, the the tag gimmick. I think that's the third yeah. match. I I forget. Yeah, so I that's forget. the fourth match. Watch that though too. That was fun. Yeah. And watch coronavirus. People on fast forward. Yeah, don't watch yeah, those, don't watch those entrances. Don't watch those no pops. <laughs> I'm so mad that we're that we might not get Suwama Miyahara. <sighs> yeah, let's hope that it happens. So, tune in next week on WrestleCast Radio, where maybe we'll have better news on the Japanese wrestling scene. <coughs> uh, Ryan's going to send me the six uh, Shibata matches I should watch uh, beforehand, since uh, maybe I should uh, get into the vault of a wrestler, the wrestler, yeah. if you will, uh, that I've to seen since I've only seen one of his matches and of course unfortunately it was his last match but uh, Ryan will send me six uh, Shibata matches as well as uh, we'll, we'll get some uh, WrestleCast Radio draft gonna, next week here you need to watch Ishii and Honma never title match from like 2012 whoa Honma was in a good match oh, I, it was a five star think about it it was five stars it's fucking nuts yeah it's like 20, it was, I think it was like the new beginning in like 2013 or something, but it was uh, Tomohiro Ishii and Tomoaki Honma. It was incredible. Mm. Let's just say uh, Honma's, you know, the Kokeshi, the, the headbutt? Yep. Let's just say he tries it from the top rope to the floor. Whoa. <laughs> what? And no wonder he had a broken neck a few years later. Jeez. Well, <laughs> thanks, Ishii. <laughs> or, or you can watch uh, uh, Togi Makabe versus Tetsuya Naito from like the 2014 G1 where Naito's going for the Stardust press and Makabe goes, no. And he gets up and he punches him in the back of the head and then he slams his face off the ring post while he's sitting on the top rope. And then he gives him a German suplex off the top while hanging himself from the rope and then turns around and jumps off with a diving knee from the top onto the back of his head and pins him. I was like, he just killed Naito. Naito's dead. <laughs> oh, jeez. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. Oh, yeah. yes. Good stuff is always here as well. WrestleCast Radio, we plugged everything enough, I would say, right? Yes. We'll be back next week with our draft. We gotta, we're going to get this damn draft for you guys. It will happen. Uh, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> we'll sign off because I, I got nothing. I got to be at work in six hours. Yeah. Love, peace, and chicken grease.
We out.